and welcome to episode 192 of the F Reality Podcast, the number one VR podcast for all your VR gaming needs. We've got a jam-packed show for you today as we're going to be giving you our thoughts on the latest zombie shooter from Vertigo Games called After the Fall. I give you my hands-on impressions of a tiny VR headset called the Apara 5K. Meta's Horizon finally launches on the Quest 2, although sadly, it's not open for everyone. Cyberpunk's 2077 is getting the VR mod treatment courtesy of our friend Luke Ross. And to round up the show, Zim's got some top picks of VR games announced during the Upload VR Showcase and the recent Game Awards. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out if they have any highlights from the past couple of weeks they want to share. And also feel free to share what you've been up to in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up, this guy's back, a little older, a little wiser, and possibly even a little blonder. It's our favorite Frisian, it's of course, Nathy. How you doing? I am doing great, yes. I haven't been doing much VR though. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in this show today to just kind of catch up with what has been going on. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> so maybe, 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 you can, yeah, maybe you can tell me, uh, yeah, VR unplugged, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe you guys can tell me uh, what happened. Is VR oh, you didn't, uh, you, still alive or? Uh? VR is alive and well. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't miss too much. Um, <laughs> okay. You were already involved in After the Fall before you went on holiday. So that was kind of like the big thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I don't think you missed much. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a quieter episode not having you on the show. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I did. I did. Shorter as well. Substantially shorter. Like we cut yeah. an hour out. It was mad. Yeah. I did. I did see that. And, and, and I remember like blaming it on myself (laughs) (laughs) there's like how like i'm not there and now suddenly it's shorter that's weird yeah yeah Yeah. but you had a good time you had a good birthday because of course you were turning 27 yeah no i i had an amazing time it was just great to as you said like unplug from the whole vr thing of course Mm -hmm. i keep an eye on social media because i'm it's still my job and it's still my life but uh no, I was able to, uh, like, especially when you're in a theme park, you just don't have time to, like, grab your mobile phone. The only reason I grab my mobile phone is to make a lot of pictures. Like, I just yeah. make pictures of everything. Because <laughs> you went to like, the Efteling, right? I Which went is... to the Efteling, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, full treatment from Friday to Monday, uh, 24-7 Efteling. Uh, it was the wow. funniest thing ever. It's like last. Germany's like Disneyland, right? Or, the, or is it in the Netherlands? <laughs> Germany's. Germany's. <laughs> Deutschland. Deutschland. Is, is, is it in the Netherlands? It is in the Netherlands. It's not oh, in okay. Germany. No. But it's like the Netherlands equivalent of Disney, right? Yeah. I, yeah. If Germany had it. No, a, not really, because it's like, it's it's more like, because uh, Disney is its own, like, you know, Disney brand, but the Efteling is more like uh, like the fairy tales, right, Nathy? Yeah, but, it, but it is it is Efteling, um, uh, or it is like Disneyland. Um, yeah, like I know, I know. Style yeah. and and also it's not just a half baked park or something. It's, it's someone really, else's yeah. IP. Is I, I that like what you mean, Rowdy? Yeah. Like it's a a mix of someone else's intellectual so, property. So they don't use any of the of the like the attractions that they have. It's not like like Disney or like no. uh, things like that. Mm. They're like based on the the fairy tales of Grimm and other fairy tales. Yeah, it's, it's it's a fairy tale concept. So all like mm. the characters from fairy tales you can encounter there instead of like for example mickey mouse or like something like that yeah, yeah. so it's a fairy tale forest yeah, one uh, well. one of the uh, fairy tale characters that i met in the park actually roasted me saying that 
Uh, my moustache was so unimpressive that it would blow away when uh, when the wind would come by. Wow. I'm, I'm not kidding. Wow. Uh, that's, yeah. But so. I thought these Disney characters, like, you know, in Disney parks, are supposed to be really nice to you. And they're playing to get roasted. That's the difference. question about the wrestling is, is it one of a kind? Is it like, it's just one place? Or are there like, is it a franchise? There's multiple no, 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 it's one place. It's one place. One place yeah. But people yeah. from whole Europe come there to... No, it's, it's next level. It really is. You should look it up and, uh, cool. yeah, it's nice. Well, hopefully you feel refreshed and uh, ready do, to yeah. chat about some VR. So uh, good to have you back on the show. Yeah. Also, uh, congrats to Serpo and Caroline for <coughs> for correctly guessing Nathie's tender age of 27 in uh, the <laughs> chat last week. I sent over some PSVR keys for Winlands 2 to congratulate you both. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the game. Um, but next up, this guy's got a new mic. And uh, no, he's not replacing me. Uh, that's that's impossible. <laughs> Instead, he's upgraded his audio gear so he sounds even more orgasmic than before. It's the uh, one and only Rowdy Guy. How you doing, dude? Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, <laughs> and welcome to the show. No, I'm joking. Yes, indeed. I, uh, I, I spent uh, quite a bit of money on the Black Friday sales. I got like a new microphone. I oh. got new speakers. The only thing is that everything I bought on Black, Fri Black Friday was not on discount. So there was no point. <laughs> everything i wanted was not on discount so that's that's you know that's just how things go i guess but um i've been great uh it's been a very very busy week you know luckily the holidays are coming that's there's always a nice thing on the other hand the holidays are coming which means that all the deadlines are also you know approaching you know it's a uh, the end of the year is is something to look forward to, but at the same time, is something that I I dread during the time that it happens because you know there's just so much to do, uh, you know, both in work and uh, you know like all of the releases that are coming out still before the year. You have like the game awards, like there's so much stuff that is mm. that is going on like right before the end of the year that it's like hard to to keep up with everything. Um, like I've not played a lot of VR this week. Uh, I have done like uh, quite a bit of After the Fall, uh, but we'll talk about a little bit about that uh, later, I guess. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I've been, I've been great for the rest. Good, good to hear it, good to hear it. Well, next up, this guy, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> He's definitely on my naughty list this year. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he likes to live his life on nightmare difficulty to the detriment of everyone else around him. <laughs> it's the legendary, iconic, epic VR streamer, Zimtok5. How you doing, dude? I'm great. <laughs> God, I feel like I'm, I'm making a name for myself with this goddamn game. Um, yeah, it's been yeah. fun. So that's after the fall, and I'll, I'll save after the fall comments for later, but... Uh, yeah. This has been yes. this has been a good week. It's been a good start. Um, I'm formally on holiday now for a while, so that's always a good feeling. Uh, you know, went out, got a tree yesterday, set that up, nice. decorated the house, and all that. All that stuff with family feels nice. just great, right? Because it, it's then it's Definitely. like, hey, now I can feel like I'm in the mood, right? Um, there are neighbors of mine who. I don't know. I think in the U.S. you'd probably get shot or something. But like they were setting up in like first of November, they had lights out, you know, outside their house. And I'm like, come on, guys, it's too soon. It's too soon. At least there in the states, you've got Thanksgiving that like separates things out a little bit. Like after Thanksgiving, kind of you're fine. But like, I don't know. Some people here get really aggressive at at at, at you know December and Christmas I, and I all think, of this. I think as well because it's been like a crappy year. It's just nice to get into the Chris the Christmas yeah. spirit, you know, and 100%. just like let loose, just just enjoy it yeah well for that's sure. and that's exactly what this week has been for me it's been yeah. man i've been in, i've been so neck deep in so many vr games uh 
is it's ridiculous. Like I I've spent probably 30 to 40 hours in VR alone this week and it's awesome. just I it's just I'm enjoying all of it. All of it. Like and devs are dropping such great stuff. We'll talk a little bit later about some good things, but this has been just a fantastic week and there's more coming and I just I love that. I love the fact that we are in a place now at the end of two kind of rubbish years where we've got just a smorgasbord of VR that you can just stuff your face into and be like, forget all the crap that's out there and just enjoy. Yeah. So that's my Good wish to, to everybody. Enjoy your VR. You know, it's all here yeah. now. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Well, if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike, uh, host of the show. Uh, but let's see what the chat have been up to before I share any of my own highlights. Also, I was just kind of zoning out here, but... Uh... Oh, sorry. You've just listen, one, listening one, to the news. One show back and you've forgotten your responsibilities. I was, I was, yeah, I was really listening. Okay, what, what's going on? So there is nothing here. Sorry. Uh, but I'm sure everyone has been playing after the fall. I, I, can, I can make that one up right here. I, I saw a couple of releases uh, being dropped in the, in the chat. I saw Mr. Panda 0606. Yeah. It's also a cool name. Uh, I played a canoeing game. Canoeing do, we, game. do we know which one that is? Canoeing game. Oh, maybe that's the kayak VR tech demo one. The one that I, looks beautiful in the canyons. I thought it was the uh, Phantom Covert. Yeah, that's what I was Or maybe thinking. it could be that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it could yeah, be yeah. National think, Geographic. Think, that's the other one. That one. Also, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of choices, a lot of canoeing games in VR. There's quite <laughs> a few. And also Beat Saber. Mm. Not a canoeing game. So, but uh, they could do no. a canoeing DLC. <laughs> no more. <Yeah. laughs> no more. Okay, okay. So the chat have been at what? What, wait, no. What else are they saying? Grapple tournament. Okay, grapple tournament. Grapple well. tournament? Yeah. Is there another one? No, that's the same one. That's <laughs> it's the same just one. another one. It just got, yeah, this it is just grapple landed. tournament number two. Uh, yeah, I, thought, just I, thought, I thought the game, um, <laughs> another <laughs> tournament of the game. What the hell is going grapple on tournament. here? Grapple tournament's yeah. great. I love, the, I love the speed in that. Like the momentum that you build up as you're swinging between stuff. That was good. We've, we've had some good times on grapple. And DLG27 yeah. saying he's played Golf Plus. Golf I don't know what that is. That's what we talked about last time. Oh, the last one that changed week. the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, yeah. now. Top yeah. Golf oh, Pro Pod. Wait, what Golf did I miss? Plus. It's not Walkabout who changed their name. No, right? no, no, no. no, no. no. Uh, Pro Pod. Pro Pod changed that. Pro you did Pod. miss that. Yeah. Mm. So Pro Pod changed the name to Golf Plus, which is now an amalgamation of like three games in one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Um, so yeah, a bit like you guys, this this last couple of weeks have been a bit problematic because my productivity levels have literally just ground to a halt in terms of like making content, which I should be doing. But I've been completely distracted by two main things. One is After the Fall, which of course we're going to talk about shortly. The other is Arcane. Have you been watching the mm. show on Netflix? No, never even heard oh, of it. I, I, I've watched that show, like the, the moment it came out, like every episode, it came out in a series of threes. Yeah. I like binge watched that straight straight up. It's See, it's a, um, amazing, right? It's an totally amazing show. Totally amazing. Totally amazing. Came yeah. out of nowhere. Kind of sideswiped me a little bit. Uh, if you're not familiar with Arcane, it's it's on Netflix. So, you know, if you're a Netflix subscriber, it's free. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like this beautifully animated um, story. Yeah, it's, I think it's like nine episodes, right? Yeah, indeed. Like it's, it came out in three series of three. Yeah, I believe uh, about like like I think forty to fifty five minutes long each episode. That's right. Uh, yeah. Roughly in that in that range. And the cool thing about it is, is that they use a mix between like you know like animation and hand drawn uh, uh, images, like hand drawn yeah. animation, which yeah. is a really really cool way. Very very detailed. Uh, 
even like some of the of the things are like like are like screenshots that I will put on my on my, on my desktop like straight mm. away. Like there's mm. so much to be it's, it's, and it's, a great story, a great yeah. great story. It looks beautiful, great story. Basically, a story of two sisters. Um, it's got mm. like uh, this like emotional story to it. It's got some incredible like over the top action. Uh, I'd recommend it to anyone. It's kind of based like loosely on League of Legends, the game. But you don't need, it's, a prequel. Okay. it's a prequel. It's a prequel. But you don't need to know anything about League of Legends to enjoy this show. But no. if, if you're stuck on a good mm-hmm. show to watch over the holidays, go and check out Arcane on Netflix. It's, it's amazing. Um, also, if you are into League of Legends, I think it's cool to check it out because you'll recognize like many of the of the characters. I myself am uh, also not really familiar with uh, League of Legends, maybe a few characters. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, like, like the story is great, and it's it's a prequel to League of Legends, so you don't need like any any kind of background. So definitely go and watch it. I, I finished it last night. Probably one of the best shows I've watched in a long, long time. It's that good. Uh, it's oh, got yeah. like a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone's loving this, so yeah, definitely Whoa, go and check it okay. out. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to share is something unusual that happened <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> so after the fall launched and Vertigo were really, really kind, they gave me a bunch of like quest keys to give away to my audience in my Discord. Um, so I was having loads of fun with them, dropping keys like every day, like leading up to the launch. And I was cutting out bits of the key and dropping cryptic clues so they would have to solve the problem to earn the key so it didn't get, just get like scalped in the chat. Um, so I was having a great time with this and I, I dropped a key and they were figuring it out and they you know someone claimed it and they were like i got it i was like brilliant and i was like oh maybe i should just troll with them a little bit and i'll just drop another one like straight away without them expecting it so i dropped another one in and was like you know think fast another key dropping and then this guy (laughs) this guy called max he was like uh guys i just chipped my tooth i was like what like how how did you do this and basically he explained that he was lying down watching the Discord and got so excited that I posted the second key that he dropped his phone on his face oh, and it, no. it chipped his front oh, tooth. And I was like, oh my God, dude, I, I feel awful. Like, I feel terrible because like, I, I've, <laughs> I've made this happen. If it wasn't for me, I, his, his tooth would still be intact. So I felt <laughs> really bad for him. I DM'd him, obviously gave him a free game because that, that was like the least I could do. <laughs> um, but bless him, like he, 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 you know, he was really good about the whole thing he found it quite funny and you know he said that it was like an old chip tooth that he'd had patched up but the mm. obviously hitting it like just loosened it and broke it off um and now he, he just, got a free gamer for it so yeah like, he got a free game it. but he was like more worried about like how does he explain this to his wife like how he chipped his tooth in this like really <laughs> stupid way um so if wow. you're listening to the show max i just want to say i'm really sorry again and what? i hope your uh, your tooth gets uh, fixed but who knew that giving away vr <laughs> game keys would hell? be so dangerous right yeah. let's hope his wife is not listening to the show yeah. maybe that's how she finds out maybe maybe <laughs> may, yeah maybe maybe he didn't tell her the truth but I got, I, that, that's gotta yeah. go, go on the, like the, the the hall of fame of vr related accidents right i mean <laughs> yeah dropping a phone on your face is yeah. is pretty up, up there um yeah that's amazing yeah. So yeah, don't 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 browse Discord whilst lying down, and don't get too excited <laughs> if I'm giving away game keys. <laughs> um, so yeah, a bit of a weird story there, but I thought I'd share it because it was quite funny. But he was really cool about it. He sent me pictures of it. I won't share them because I, I didn't <laughs> ask him for permission. He sent you pictures too. He, 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 yeah. Or you were asking for a picture? Can no, I no, no. He, he sent a picture showing the, the, <laughs> the thing. I've chipped my tooth as well when I was a kid. I hit my um my my tooth on a on the edge of a bin in the playground in school. So I've got. Mm-hmm. Like you a, didn't get a game for it. I didn't so. get a game for it. So no. you know, yeah, that's I, true. There was a similar story I just wanted to share that, that happened uh, in my audience this week, uh, which is, and I didn't think this was possible. Someone had a a, a, a slider keyboard mm. next to their 
giant 75-inch Samsung TV. Oh, God, and, no. And got excited in the game, pushed the keyboard to the right, and it smashed their 75-inch TV. Mm. They sent me a picture of it. I was like, I didn't think that was oh. possible. You could be sitting down and destroy a television. I was like, oh, God, that's horrible. And um, Too, well, too many televisions and, and, and monitors. This it's going to get worse, VR. though. You yeah. know it's going to get worse. Did you give them a free game, too? Oh, God, Did no. you give them a free game for his <laughs> no, <in> fact, <laughs> Nothing yeah. to do with me. <laughs> I, just think, I just saw it, and I was like, I was crushed. Because it's like a display that's that big. Do you know the... What do they call it? You know, you have to build like with iPhones, right? The yield, like you build one iPhone and you scrap nine, something like that, right? The yield is like terrible on those devices, but on t TVs is not much better. So it's like you've got to make three TVs to get that one that was perfect, and now you've broken it. You know, it's just like it's that's horrible, terrible, man. That's horrible. The whole thing. Um, Teeth and TVs. So right. Before we get into the news, then uh, we should probably thank uh, our first sponsor of this show, uh, and that is Winlands Two from SciTech Games. Um, yeah. If you've never played Winlands before, like Winlands Two is an absolutely gorgeous co-op adventure game where you have to swing your way through the Winlands using a set of like grappling hooks, and you have to take down challenging enemies with your trusty bow. And you can do this with a team of friends as well, which makes it super super fun. The swinging in this game is amazing. Uh, when you get into the rhythm of it, it feels just so great. And like I said, playing with friends is just the best. Uh, it's been out on PC for a while, but Winlands 2 has just released on PSVR uh, on the PlayStation Store. Or you can grab the physical version, which is just released in conjunction with Perp Games. Um, the original Winlands is available, if you missed it, on Quest, PC, and PSVR. The sequel, Winlands 2, is only available on PC and PSVR right now, so no Quest version yet, although we're holding out that hopefully one day we'll get a Winlands 2 on the, uh, on the Quest. Anyway, we've added links to both Winlands and Winlands 2 on all the platforms in the description below, so thanks to SciTech Games for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Mary, Mary Burtmas. Mary Perkmus, indeed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man! And if you're looking for, if you're looking for Winlands, I don't know, Mike. Did you say that it's on App Lab, the original? Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, the original main on... store because that could confuse yeah. somebody. And you'd be like, I've had that before, where like you recommend a game that's on App Lab, and they're like, where and they can't is find this? It. Yeah, yeah, they have no idea what App Lab even is. I mean, course, for people yeah. who are just tuning in and who are new to this, please do look up. Uh, App Lab because mm. it's one of the best places to get a bunch of free stuff, right? If you just want to be tooling around and not necessarily mm. spend some money, and if you want to support indie devs, there's some sell, you know, paid for stuff there as well. It's the experimental mm. store, essentially, yeah. and and it's very different kind of content as well. Yeah, yeah. App, App Lab yeah. is like like a delicious hot dog stand without the the sign above it. Nice. That's, okay. Uh, yeah. Nice I'll one, Nathan. Wow. No, I, I stole <laughs> I like that it. one because developers okay. stole it that way. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But no, I do agree. Some people get confused because when I did a free games video just recently, a lot of people were like, I can't find Pavlov. And it's like, you need to use the link in the description. You know? Yeah. Same, anyway. same, with, same with Gorilla Tech, right? But, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. At, at least now it is cross searchable. <clears throat> so if you, if you use the primary search for it, I think there's like a filter and you have to, so you search for it. It shows no results, but then you expand on that filter and it'll actually be there. So now you can actually get to App Lab content through the main store, which is really important before it was on yeah. its own island. Yeah. Good tip. Which is good. Good tip. Yeah. So the first bit of news this week uh, is about The Matrix. We're all excited about The Matrix coming again, a uh, new movie coming. Uh, but Epic Games uh, have just released a short tech demo and game experience combined called The Matrix Awakens. Now, sadly, this isn't uh, available to play in VR, which is 
criminal in my opinion, um, especially <laughs> about, you know, jacking in and a virtual world and everything else kind of would make sense in VR. But um, yeah, we're not getting a VR mode, unfortunately, but it is completely free to download and play on Xbox Series S, X and on the PS5. Um, also no PC version available um, <laughs> either. Again, kind of sad. Um, but what this is, this, this kind of experience, it showcases the latest iteration of the Unreal Engine, which is uh, Unreal Engine 5 now, and what it's capable of on modern day consoles. And having tried it myself on the PS5, it's super impressive. Um, they've combined a bunch of like of their latest tech and wrapped it all up in this kind of like matrix themed experience. So they're using like their meta humans, their new lighting tech. It's yeah. all in there. And they've also actually managed to get Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss on board to do some specific voice lines for it. And they also appear in it in the real sense. So what they've cleverly done is they've kind of mixed live action capture of them and also unreal engine characters of them and it kind of makes you question what's real and what's not real which is kind of the whole concept of the matrix point right yeah and that's the thing we're we're getting past that uncanny valley exactly exactly and this is the problem we've always had historically with like digital humans right is that you have as rowdy rightly put it this uncanny valley where they can look good, especially in like screenshots, they can look good, but it's when they start moving that it can be quite like, you think, oh, there's something not right here. It's not real. Um, so it's not convincing in that sense. But with this yeah. with this new metahuman tech from Epic Games and using the Unreal Engine, it's getting more and more challenging to be able to tell the difference between what's real and what's digital. Um, so during this, this kind of experience, you kind of get introduced to a lot of this tech in the beginning, um, but then you actually get to play a part of a game. So you're actually uh, in, a, in a, like a, a road chase on a highway and you're being chased by like a team of agents. They're like jumping from car to car and you're shooting out the back of like a, a car as like um, Neo and Trinity are in the front seat. It's a really, really cool little experience. And, and what's amazing about it is that you could freeze frame any of that gameplay and it would look like a screenshot from a movie like it's it's so yeah. so impressive you really have to see it and hopefully like the video that we're playing now will do it some justice um and once you've kind of played out that that kind of like uh, car chase you you're, you're then free to explore the whole city which is actually really big uh i don't know how big it is in in sort of square kilometers but it, it's big enough that you could get lost in there for a couple of hours just exploring um tons of detail in there with its own ai citizens and ai traffic system with cars and trucks and all with like realistic lighting night day effects which is uh, incredible and the cool thing is you let, can let, go on let, let me ask like about this like like because this is of course like is this this is a tech demo but it sure. seems to be like a lot of work to be done for only a tech demo do you think that they're Working maybe behind the scenes, like turning this into something, maybe not VR, but maybe something of a, a PC big title. Well, I know? think what they're planning to do with this tech is to um, have it as assets that maybe developers can use in their own projects. So, you know, mm. the problem has always been that if you're if you're an indie developer, like to, to create a world like this is like it's just impossible you know you couldn't do it on a budget whereas if they release this as some sort of like asset that you can buy or use or rent or whatever then maybe you could implement this in your own game and build on it from there which would be super smart right um but the detail in this environment is 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 really incredible you can you can fly right right up into the sky and and look at it from above with all the different lighting uh you can zoom straight down to like uh, road level and look at the the minutia detail of like the textures on the road 
Uh, and some of the screenshots I've seen from this experience have been absolutely phenomenal. And you would be, again, hard pressed to say that that's not real, right? It's, yeah. it's that good. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. But I think what, what was really interesting about this was that I watched an interview with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, who, you know, were talking, I think it's to The Verge, about being involved in this project. And, um, and what they were saying was that this is going to kind of blur the lines between video games and movies in the future because movie makers are using the Unreal Engine to make uh, digital sets or digital characters mm. and, and, and use it in movie production. And that means that if they end up making a game crossover, they could use the same assets because they've already been made and made the game experience more, um, you know, lifelike and, and, and more like, you know, on par with what the movie shows, which is uh, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, did any of you, have you, have you guys sort of check this out or is it just me on, on the only PS5? On, I, I, I've seen footage, but yeah. I haven't tried it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I watched yeah. it through, but the thing, I mean, putting the putting just that the, the intro scene with um, Keanu and and Trinity, uh, it was it's just amazing. Like my my, my wife's jaw just dropped, right? Because it's like it's like that's not real. It's like that, that's not real. Do you remember a few years ago we had a, something like this where there was like a lit sneaker uh, with translucent plastic at the base of the sneaker? Surely Nathan must have seen this tweet, uh, and it was sat there, and it was like a video going around it or whatever. And all that lighting was, uh, I think it was, Google, it was either Google or Apple's like AR essentially. And it's similar kind of thing here where it's just like you're floored by the tech. It's kind of unbelievable that, that we're there already. Mm. And it's, I remember the first time this happened to me was like Jurassic Park, I think. When you saw like the skin of the Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever, um, you know, you're at that level where you're like, wow, that is where we are with cinematography. And now we're going to at some stage have that in a game and like you said i mean yeah. this just to me it just reeks of a matrix equivalent uh grand theft auto like the amount yeah. of yeah, scenes yeah, the lighting yeah. it mm. almost feels like you know you have gta 5 as your your cornerstone at the minute and this almost goes to like 5.5 in terms of the tech mm -hmm. stack and and it, like it makes me wonder like what what are the people behind you know rockstar and gta 6 that they're working on they're looking at this going Hmm. <laughs> like there's things that we need in our game now you know what i mean because like, the bar has been pushed a little bit higher totally. i think i think for myself like the first game that really like pushed that 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 border in my experience uh was um detroit become human i knew you was gonna uh, say I think, that i knew you was gonna I think, say that i think mike uh, played that as well yeah i did and a, a particular not not in terms of like visuals i would say because you know it's it's an older title but in the way that they did like you know facial animations and like you know how how speech was done in that game and like how uh, especially like the just the main menu of that game uh it's 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 crazy yeah that, i mean that 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 will always stick by me as a point that i was like damn like they can do this now yeah and i think um, in vr like the closest we've come to something like that i think is, is like lone echo 2 um yeah with the definitely. facial animations there they're so believable you know you, you yeah, do or, believe uh, that you're with this character like maybe also but that was just a kind of a, a cheat in, in in a sense was la noir in mm. vr as mm. well but yeah. it's more of like a video playing on someone's mm. face but That's still right. it looks yeah. But that's still, that, that looks good, but that's like a definitely like a like a generation or maybe even two yeah, generations yeah, yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. So um so yeah, so while the Matrix Awakens can't be played in VR, it does give us an amazing showcase of what uh the Unreal Engine 5 is capable of and what future flat and VR games could potentially look like in the future. Um so yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out if you've got an Xbox a Series S, X or a PS5. Um, of course, the movie Matrix Resurrections is coming out on the 22nd of December in cinemas. Uh, I'm super hyped for it. I just 
pray that they don't mess yeah. it up. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm not sure if you've seen it yesterday, but uh, an interview came out with Keanu on like you know the Matrix and also NFTs and stuff. Yep. And they also asked him what he thought of the metaphors. Yep. And then, well, basically what it comes down to is that he said like, you know, the metaphor should be for everyone. He basically wanted to say, I hate Facebook. They suck, <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't say that because for legal reasons, I'm sure he doesn't want to nuke the whole, you know, movie before it's even happening because then people are not talking about the launch of that anymore. But it yeah. was very interesting to see that he knows his shit, basically. Oh, he totally uh, does. Been, uh, it was in that I've interview. I've been avoiding all of, yeah. the, all, of the, all of the trailers and the interviews because I, I, I like to be surprised when I see these things. Yeah. I'll watch it afterwards, yeah. probably. Yeah. I think yeah. you'll be impressed. Like, visually, everything looks great so far. Um, but you're mm. right. In that interview, it was the same interview with The Verge that I watched today that kind of gave us some more background about it. But he, they, they did ask him what he thought about, like, uh, the metaverse. And he said, you know, the, the phrase the metaverse doesn't belong to Facebook. They didn't invent it. He was just saying no. that the, the phrase the metaverse was way back, you know, like, um, it's not a new thing. That's what he was trying to allude to. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, the NFT thing was even funnier. Where yeah. what, did, what did the man say again? It was... Like, he said, how do you feel about NFTs and, and, and digital rights and owning yeah. um, assets? And he was like, assets that you could easily duplicate and then laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was kind of yeah. trolling there. But um, yeah, yeah, cool interview. Go and check it out. It's on the Verge uh, YouTube channel if you want to go and watch that in full. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, yeah, The Matrix Awakens um, sort of uh, tech demo from... Uh, from Epic Games showing off the Unreal Engine 5. So nice. hopefully we'll get to see some, some Unreal Engine 5 VR games in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about After the Fall, because this is, this is where it gets exciting for me, because I've been itching to talk about this with Zim. We've been playing a lot together, um, yeah. Yeah. and every time we, we, we kind of start talking about it, we're like, hey, hey wait for the podcast. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we've, all been, we've all played it, right? Um, I think. Braddy, you said you played it earlier as well, so... Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've we should have a, a good uh, sort of roundtable on this one. I should yeah. be clear as well before we get into like talking about the game. Uh, both Nathy and I uh, were sponsored to p to play the game by the creators Vertigo Games. I think it's important to kind of disclose that, um, so you're aware of any possible bias as we talk about the game. But with that said, we only accepted the deal that if we could be honest with our opinions on it. So and I feel like in both our videos and reviews, we were both uh, pretty fair with balanced opinions on things we both liked and disliked. But uh, yeah. I just thought I'd mention that to make it clear for everyone. Um, so maybe as Zim's been spending a lot of time in this game, maybe I should chuck it over to you first. Uh, as a left for dead expert. I only care about Zim's opinion, to be honest. Like, I mean, we can all give our opinion, but like, I only care what Zim has to say. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I went through a really interesting curve with this game uh, in that in the first two or three hours, I mean, I've got a three tier rating system. And for me, it was a consider very, very much on the edge going towards a buy for the first probably five hours. Um, and it isn't the social that 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 brought it for me. It's it's mid game. The mid-game in this game is absolutely fantastic. Like, once you get past that first three, four hours, you're past the starter pistol, you're into actual gameplay. It doesn't matter if you jump into a lobby with other people. Cross-platform works. For me, it has been seamless. PlayStation players, Quest players, PC, all just working together. Um, the one thing that I would say is the biggest kind of issue at the moment, and it's, a, it's an addressable issue, is that it's, it's too cumbersome uh, in the social side of things. In other words, you can't jump into that 32-person room, that lobby, that staging area, and just talk to people openly and say, hey, you want to have a game or whatever. You can't speak. There's no, not even text. You can't even send someone a message. So you're basically in there with duct tape over your mouth and then having to find a way. Everyone's doing sign language. It's, it's bloody stupid, right? That part is not good, right? 
if you can get friend codes from people, or if you can just sit down at a, one of the terminals and queue up for a random game with random people, both of those work fine, and they're very easy. And it's the VoIP in the game is, is um, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, Location-based? Um, mm -hmm. There's a term for it. I'm, I'm losing Server. Server-based? No, no, no. I, what I mean is, uh, so if Mike's standing on my right side, I'll hear him there, oh, right? And then if he audio. moves ahead of me, yeah. So there's, what did mm. you say? Positional audio. Positional audio. Positional audio. There we go. Okay, positional so, audio. Yeah. So, but I would say this game is is absolutely fantastic. It is easy enough for people to get on board, and I'm going to shame anyone out there who has trouble with the advanced weapon reloading system because there's two there's two options. You can either do Arizona Sunshine, tap your chest to reload your pistol, or you can do full board, drop the mag, reinsert mag, pull the slider. Right, it differs per weapon. Shotgun, for example, you reload under barrel and then you have to pump it for every shot. All of these feel great. My five year old and seven year old. Both have beaten uh, the game with me on on advanced reload. Okay, wow. and they both know how to do that. So, and it is just so fun. It is so fun. Once you friend up with people, all you want to do is just like is like play more. And having beaten it through on the easy mode on the second difficulty, now several of the la levels on master. Like, and there's a harder difficulty. And, and, yes, and we've experimented with the nightmare mode as well, right? Zim? We've had some. Accidental some experimentation with yeah, some mishaps. So can, so I, funny. Can, I, can I share this story? Give the story, please. Okay, so, <laughs> so me and Zim have been playing a lot, right? We, we've we've unlocked a lot of stuff. We we've collected a lot of harvest, you know. And also yep. to mention, when you when you're manually reloading, you get a fifty percent harvest more, bonus, yeah. so you get more cash. So there's an incentive there to do it that way. Yep. So we've been upgrading our gear, and we've got our weapons the way we like it. You know, sights, grips, color changes, everything. So I jump in and I'm like, let's play some more. And Zim goes, oh, uh, good luck. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's, we're, we're like on the last level. He's like, good luck. I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, this is hard as balls. Like, what, what's happened? Something's changed. And I'm like, did you crank up the difficulty? He was like, yeah. But I was like, you didn't put it on Nightmare, did you? Which is the hardest difficulty. And he's like, uh, yeah. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, dude. The problem is if you die whilst you're playing the Nightmare difficulty, you lose the guns that you're carrying. So all and, the all the and all the unlocks that come with them, meaning yes. you have to buy them all again and upgrade your weapons again. And obviously we got team wiped because it was just two of us. Oh, it was real and, quick. And, and the AI. It was like he 10, started 10 seconds. with like two bots. It was like 10 seconds. We were done. <laughs> it so cost like, us both about 10,000 harvest each yeah. in guns. Because yeah. you, the gun, the skin, the barrel, all, all the stuff that you can get for the gun that you gun. customize oh, and you carry God. with you and it's like your pride and joy, <laughs> gone in seconds. Um, yeah. So sorry, Mike, again. But yeah. Um, I'll yeah. forgive him in, in time. One of, the, one of um, these days, the thing is, I feel like you want to in, instantly set up a crew anyway, um, because it's just so infectious. You want to get that crew together, just like back in Left 4 Dead. And honestly, when I started off, I didn't think this game was going to satisfy me for the Left 4 Dead feel. Mm. It's absolutely satisfying. It's ticking the box, in my opinion. And hearing from the devs as well, um, I just want to call out one thing, because 10% of the world out there is left-handed, and the devs have responded to the fact that the left-handed mm. mode, for example, doesn't have you walking around. My wife's a lefty, some of my best friends are lefty. It's like, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, they're working on that, okay? Um, all this stuff that can be kind of fixed that isn't a core design issue, most of the stuff that I've, I've seen is like not a big problem. I think the biggest trouble that they're going to have is trying to re-engineer a little bit that that first hour or that first half hour from the tutorial introduction into the lobby, like those 32 voices you probably can't do on a server for 32 speaking to 32. It's probably a networking 
design issue. So how they, what they really should do, I've seen this recommendation on, on Twitter and I agree, when you've partied up, that should connect VoIP. You shouldn't have to be in the same lobby because 100%. the fact that you can party with someone and not be in the same space with them, it's the only VR game I know that mm. does that. It's freaking weird. Yeah. Um, and it they, need to, they need to fix that. Yeah. When you want to play with a dedicated team. Exactly. And, and, when you know who you want to play with. Exactly. And I think to add on to the back of that is like once you've done your run through with your dedicated team, for some reason it, it breaks you all back up again and boots you back into the lobby. And it's there should be an option just to stick with your team and carry on playing without yeah. having to use the voting system because some of the maps aren't included in the voting yeah. system. The thing is, you and the other selection is really weird. Like you have a map showing the five available maps that we have at the moment, mm. and you have to deselect. You don't just select the map you want to play. It's like putting ticks in boxes. You're saying maps one and two, and most people will m make this mistake. They'll select the starter map and then the one that they actually want to play, They'll go click play with their team and they'll find they're on the starter map again. They're like, what happened? Because they didn't unselect it in the first instance. So yeah. there's a number of quality of life improvements. One of the things I'd really like to see, because once you've, as a team, you know, unlocked these maps and you're able to play together with them um, and you want to play again, like Mike is saying, I think that arcade cabinet at the end of your first, whatever the first mission is you did, should allow you to then swap to your, customize your weapons or whatever there, then and there, without having mm. to go back to the main hub again. Because well, otherwise, uh, if you want to change to a, from a shotgun to an Uzi, you have to go well, back to the hub, run down the hallway, customize your weapon, which all feel great. And if anyone's curious why there's a big trash compactor disposal that grinds things up, as you upgrade the parts of your weapon, the stuff that you've upgraded falls on the table, or you zap it off or whatever, you throw that in the trash compactor, you grind it up, you get the money back for those parts. But like, because I, I, I was struggling with that a little bit. I, I, didn't, I couldn't figure out how to get the, the trash compacted to work because I was dropping close stuff it. in there. You All close the it? Hard close, yeah. yeah. And, ah, you need to like pull it further down. Yeah, you just I like close total it. close. Total close. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's funny that, in the, that in, the, in, in the 2019 version of this game, you could actually uh, craft your weapons during your gameplay. Mm. Yeah. So in I'm the glad they took house. that out. I'm glad uh, they took that out. So, so now you have to go back to the lobby first. Yeah, the, yes. the re I yeah. watched a, an interview with Upload VR about that, and they said the reason why they took it out of the game was that, that people were spending far too much time upgrading their gear in between uh, the shooting yeah. sessions. Yeah. And that, that that slows down the momentum of yeah, the game. But you, can, you could put a countdown on that. I mean, there are games where you have, yeah. you get like, in Killing Floor, for example, you get like, what is it, like a minute or two to uh, buy stuff, and then the game already starts and the market closes and it pushes you out into the game again. I'm pretty happy they went with that decision personally, I think. Same. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, even if you had it in the... So just like in Left 4 Dead, you have safe rooms, right? So you have yeah. a, a section, a safe room, a yeah, section, yeah. a safe room. So in the safe room, you have the ability to get some ammo. You have the ability to buy some stuff if you want at the sacrifice of your own personal harvest. So you have a yeah. wallet, basically, you carry into the game. You can buy a couple of bits. Um, there, you could potentially customize... But like what Mike's saying, I think it would just slow down the dynamic of the group and you'd be waiting on somebody. You know, that one member of the group who always wants to accessorize, Rowdy. Um, you know, it's just that way. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> but fantastic game. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the sound design is great. The enemy uh, scaling is cool. Um, it's so funny. My, my kids were like, oh, I wish we even had even bigger bad guys. I'm like, that guy's pretty freaking huge. He's, you know, two stories tall or whatever, <laughs> the big boss. Um, I would like to see a little bit more variety. I think that's one of your remarks as well, yeah. uh, Mike, as you were saying that 
variety. They have some more planned pipeline content that's coming. It sounds like imminent, maybe next two months. Well, it's, so it's, that's it's, a guess. Inter- like, it's interesting because I, I was like, where did all the enemies go? And as you, like you guys also played the 2019 version of this game, I was mm-hmm. like, where did the zombies go? They have two or three zombie types that they took out of the game that they're yeah. probably going to add back in at some point. There's a spitter that spits at you from a distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might have another... also chosen because because back in the day they they were quite left for dead esque, you know, like the yeah, yeah. the original enemies. So they might have. I mean, we still got the boomer, which is called, called the eater, and he explodes, and you get and black the tank. vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they they took out a few types that were very left for dead, but yeah. maybe they also took them out so they can put that into a content pack. It's like we're pushing more, so hmm. they hook people more. Because if you throw all of the enemy types in the game straight away, and you launch it. Then what's else to add, right? So now I, I know with content want. packs, you could be I, like, oh, we get three new zombie types. Obviously. So they already have a PvP mode, which is humans v humans 4v4. I want them to bring in the enemies. I want to be one of the bad zombies. Like, I don't care if I'm slow or fucking whatever. Just like bring that. I don't care if it takes you a year to build it. That's worth building. And the other thing I have to say is the 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 bodies they kept. I can't believe they did it. I think I mentioned the last podcast. Yeah. They kept the bodies. You can literally pile halfway up a door uh, halfway up a door frame and then if you want to get through it you can take your shotgun and fucking clear the way and limbs fly everywhere it's gorgeous <laughs> it is gorgeous it's amazing yeah and i, I think the great <laughs> thing is with this game is that it's cross-platform with all platforms so you've got quest 2 players yeah. playstation players yeah, steam players amazing. and I, I think the psv psvr version had a bit of a rough launch because they launched an unfinished build or something like that but i think that was quickly patched out and resolved and uh, all the PSVR yeah. players I've seen in there now seem to be having a great time with it. Um, like you said, the only criticism I really had with it is because it's got like five co-op harvest runs available right now. Uh, you can blast through them pretty quickly, uh, but it's all about the replayability and upgrading, the you know, finding discs, which you then bring back to the safe house to then upgrade your gear later on. Um, they kind of unlock blueprints to which you can then buy to upgrade your, gear, your, your, your kit later on, which is cool. Um, and I think it definitely scratches that Left 4 Dead itch, but it's just the variety in, in the enemy types, the big boss battles. You tend to fight that same guy over and over again, which is a bit disappointing. But like you said, Vertigo have uh, real big plans to support this game heavily post-launch. So they've got their new content pack that is coming like within the next week or so, I think, that includes a new Harvest Run, new PvP map, new weapons, new enemies, uh, a new game mode, which they haven't uh, told everyone what it is yet, but it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, and that's all free, free content for anyone that's, that owns a game on any platform right now. So yeah. I think that's, that's a, it's a great start from them. And I'm, I'm yeah, really excited to see what happens with this game in the future. Yeah, they, they weren't, yeah. like I did ask them, I was like, are you going to go for some season pass kind of trick? But they said they weren't going to do that. So they're not trying to make more money off this game. Mm. So it's basically the game and the stuff that they're going to add is going to be free. Yeah. Yeah, I think they might add some paid skins and stuff like cosmetic items. Um, I'd be happy with that. I think the only thing else I'd like to see, and it's funny because I thought you was almost going to mention it with the PvP, uh, adding zombies that you could play. And I was like, well, what I'd actually want is still be PvP, but add also PvE in there as well. So you're also playing against the zombies as as well as your uh, opponents. It kind of adds a nice Mm -hmm. mix, especially if you had like a a bomb that attracted the the zombies that you could then throw at your the opposite team and like swarm them we had that, that in that frostpoint cool. do you remember and i never played frostpoint <laughs> because oh the trouble is unless the enemies are a real uh unless they serve like a real threat it just gets kind of like your batting flies and 
that was a 10v10 with the PvE element in a PvP. So 10v10 players with these zombies, right. essentially, that would spawn. And although it, it kind of sounds cool on paper and playing it, I think you'd find it's 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 not as cool and dynamic as it seems. It feels like it would be flight of the moment, right? Um, you have to tune it right. Is what I would say. I, I still would say experiment That's, and see see yeah. what's fun. But I think I think what they should also do is like allow mods because if you look at Left for Dead and the, the whole workshop yep. they got, you know, for example, the Lord of the Rings oh, yeah. Left for Dead uh, map. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a classic. It's like it's amazing and it's it, it plays just as you know fine as as a like a stock map. So I I, I definitely think they should like or have a map builder. Or, yeah, open it up. I don't know if that's going to work on Quest. We know mm. the rules and meta and this and that. But on PC, for example, yeah, it could totally work. I think it would be amazing. I think yeah. we should touch on the difference between platforms as well. So have any of you guys played the um, the PSVR version of this? Because I have not. No. No. Okay. Like, so I've already played Quest 2 and PC. Yeah. But, yeah, PC and <laughs> Quest 2, there's quite a difference in the visuals. Um, it's like... It's a it's a relatively stark difference between the two. Um, I would actually go so far as to say that the I mean Quest Two runs great. I have not seen any hitches in it, which is fan. I don't know how they did it on that platform with that number of bodies and things like that. I mean they do mm. bring the visuals quite a bit back, so they they feel like um, call them Robo Recall or Walking Dead strip back. If you've played those games, you'll know what I mean. Like the textures mm-hmm. are a bit muddier and stuff like that. Um, the lighting is out, so flashlights aren't there, sadly. That's the one thing that I'd say. Oh, wow. You know, you're surprised. That's the one that's kind of a surprise that, that that's missing. Um, yeah. But PC is the game is, is the game uh, location to play it on if you have that option for you. It's lovely with mm-hmm. some of it. Some of it's foggy, misty. Again, when the eater explodes, that black murkiness that is around you just gives a real sense of environment. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that. You said it last time as well. Like the the visuals of the game, it's like it's like a, a bit of refreshing, right? To like be playing a game like that on PC again. On PC. That yeah. just looks uh, so good. Yeah. If you if you get the it's cross buy, so you can buy the Rift version or the Quest version. Um, so mm. if you've got a PC capable of it, then definitely try it because um, it really adds to the atmosphere of the game. It almost changes the the way you feel about it when you're playing there seems to be more danger it feels like on the pc version because yeah. you you do have to kind of guide the way with flashlights alone and when you see your colleagues also using flashlights yeah, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. it looks incredible um but other than that you know the, like you say they've done a great job in, in bringing the game to you know what must have been a, an absolute nightmare bringing it to quest uh, just across those platforms all that working i mean yeah. i i yeah. i don't remember a game being this i mean this for me Right, I I really liked Pop One at launch, and I knew it wouldn't last for me because Battle Royale just tends to you kind of get sick of it. And they've thrown lots into it, but I'm still I'm sick of Pop One. I I almost rarely touch it. This is the kind of game that I can see myself playing for six months solid. Because yeah. what the thing that I like about it, this is the thing I was exploring some of the unlockables. So yes, you unlock bits of the gun, different grips, t- you know, duct tape that you can put to steady your hand, all this kind of cool stuff. But you also get the more kills you get and the more achievements you unlock you unlock different paint jobs and again there's like a pride of ownership like i now have my punishing purple shotgun of death you know and it's amazing (laughs) but some of the skins it's insane you have to get one of them is you you have to get uh three nightmare missions completed back to back with 100 headshots oh my god no isn't that insane like you've test you've tasted nightmare nightmare is bloody hard 
So anyone rocking that skin is going to get my respect 100%. It's, it's, just, it's just we haven't, like in the VR scene, we haven't seen many looter shooters. And if there was a looter shooter, it was usually single player or maybe with one other person, but not like a four player, you know, mm. co-op experience. So basically they were smart. They knew Left 4 Dead was around. They probably looked at some other shooters like Killing Floor as well and some, you know, because... There are a lot of these kind of like zombie shooters that have this kind of grindy thing to it that is very addicting. And they just decided to turn it into VR and it's instant success. So yeah. sometimes the, you just have to look at something that is a successful <clears throat> formula. Also Back for Blood, maybe they also played that. Although I, th- I still think Left for Dead is better than Back for Blood, but you can mm-hmm. kill me for that later. No, definitely. Uh, yeah. But it looks it looks nicer, but that, yeah. that's about it. But yeah, I, I think they were just smart to kind of mm-hmm. turn their experience with Arizona into like a formula it, with it Left for Dead and it turn it into really well. you, you know you can definitely feel that they're like experienced developers in VR. Yep. You know, you, yep. you feel that when you're playing the game. Also they kept that kind of I mean there's a lot of references to Arizona Sunshine in there as well. Like, you know, for example the pistols that you pick up, it's like the, the Arizona Falcon I saw mm-hmm. in there. You have like still like the the floppy disks. Yeah, but also the, the gunplay. You know, the gunplay is also very yeah, Arizona of course. Like, very tight. These are like yeah. very experienced VR developers. And the the only thing that I'm a little bit worried about, but again, I mean, it's not really a valid point of criticism because this is a multiplayer title. It's like, you do need friends to play this game. You know, or, or you need to be so socially, act- socially active that you go in there and you meet people, you go into lobbies with them. But a game like this is only really fun when you have like a crew to play it with, yeah. uh, I think. Uh, trying, I've tried like a couple of missions single player and it's, I mean, it's, it's, you just run through the game and like it's, 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 it's not as special as it is when you have like, yeah. you know, like a good crew going on or you're playing it even better with friends. Like if you're playing it with people that you know, uh, it's, it's so much more, uh, yeah, it, it, it comes more to out there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, I think as well. Better. We we said this about Demio as well in the past. You know, from from resolution games. Yeah. You know, we were, we're we're a big fan of that, and and part mm. of that is because we played it all together. And I think that's the of same course. magic and, with this game. You could yeah. you could have and, and that's a, a reasonably fun game, but add your yeah. friends to the mix that you could play cooperatively. Yeah. Then it just makes it a, a whole better experience. And, and and that is the reason why why I'm bringing this up because of course you know we have the luxury of True. knowing a lot of people in vr you know playing vr together uh, so that's just something that i want to bring up that it, it would be valuable no, if you if you fair. would buy this with other people that, that also have a vr headset and play it together with them because i think if you if you hear us you know raving about this game and saying oh it's great but if you then go in there and then you know yeah but there, like, there's g- like give it, give it some time to grow yeah. there and you're right they're like also different like multiplayers that you can play alone without any voice chat and you can still enjoy it. And there are others like this one mm-hmm. where, yeah, you want to communicate mm-hmm. together. Like, for example, but I play it, Halo all the time mm-hmm. and I don't but talk to anyone and I don't know person, anyone, but yeah, it's still fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you so, know a lot of people in VR, of course, but I can yeah, imagine yeah. there's a lot of people out there that also don't like talking to people. I mean, I don't I don't like it. I mean, I, I don't go in there and like start talking to random and playing, playing with <laughs> random people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine there's people like that who play this game and then mainly try the single player experience i've played left for dead a lot of single player uh, a lot of that uh, as a single player experience mm. still enjoyed it yeah. uh, bo- but I, I don't the, think i was just gonna say Go that the, the bots aren't the bots aren't the bots aren't dumb uh the bots are pretty decent oh, no, no. Like, i like you, you it does let the game down player. and i thought that they would you can yeah. complete a single player run with just bots in you and yeah. i would say they feel quite competent they don't carry you 
I actually, I, I tried to do a pacifist run. Tried to do it with, I'm not going to kill anything. I'm just going to walk around and let my bots do it. <laughs> Didn't get me very far. Only, only you would try that, Ziv. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to test it out. And then, and then also, because I think it's a, it's a fair thing to say, um, fr friendship bias, if you want to call it that, like playing with people you know. Now, not everyone's comfortable with going in and just hooking up with strangers, <laughs> but, but I am. <laughs> that's great. Wow. You can comment. On, yeah, you can just quote but, me on but that. Clip that. On, yeah. that but on that point, it's, just it's so really I go good. a little bit further. Uh, to just go a little bit yeah, further yeah. on that. I do think it's very important what you highlighted in the beginning that I think that the social lobby system in the beginning yeah. is not really um, good enough in order to motivate people to play together. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. I do think that that needs to be rethought a little bit in order to make it easier for people like, you know, the, the people that I'm describing that go in there not having friends that have VR headset as well to make it easier for them to like, you know, find a lobby to connect with people that are also like, you know, trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. The good thing is that the lobby yeah. system, I actually found the lobby lobby system a little confusing and I'll just mm -hmm. talk you through that. So anyone here who's just getting the game doesn't have to learn the same mistakes, right? So there's basically three options when you go in. First, you can just queue up. And if you have one, two, three people, it'll drop you in and it'll look for another a, a pairing, yeah. right? To fill the slots. Mm. Now, the, the thing I'm curious about is the permutations here are a little bit interesting because you have all the difficulty modes, you have all the maps. So if I'm trying to get, you know, a crew together for Nightmare on one map, probably very few people playing that right now, it's likely it'll be like looking for players for quite some time, I'd imagine. And I like to think that that's probably going to come true for other, the other modes at some stage as well because there's quite a few permutations. But if you have people there it can just start, it can kind of launch, and there'll be a star next to the name of the leader and all that. The reason I'm mentioning this is there's another major bug in terms of the design right now. If a, if a, if a, if a lobby host is sat there idle as a leader and has queued up a game or isn't quite sure what's going on, which is I, I suspect what's happening right now in the first week after launch, they'll be sat there and all you can do is you're staring at the names in the lobby. So let's say it's Mike and Nathan, I don't know who they are, they're just off somewhere and they're the first two people, and I get in with my wife and I jump in. Now I've joined a game a room with them, essentially, but it's waiting on Mike to start. And it's waiting on Mike to start. And there's no way, there's nothing I could do to tell Mike, yo, wake up, buddy, start the game. The only thing they have is a nudge system, which yeah. if you click on Mike's name, there's a hand icon, I push that, and it'll give him a prompt that says, you know, 75 has nudged you, something, like, something to that mm -hmm. effect. And he hopefully he gets the idea that, oh, these guys want to start the game. That, that right now is dead-ending a lot of games, and the problem is, Say that's the level you want to do. If I back out, I reform my party and I queue up again, it'll sit me again with Mike again, yeah. and I can't go anywhere. Yeah. So, though, uh, you know, there's that option. There's there's the uh, the private option, which is which is there, thankfully. Well, uh, at and least, you can also least, just go it alone. So at least it works because if you played Arizona and you tried to team up with someone, it didn't work at all. So, I mean, this yeah. is already a good start compared to yeah. what they had before. But like, like, you, like you guys say, you know, I think we all share the opinion that, you know, it's a great start from Versco Games. And, yeah. you know, this game has yeah. a lot of potential. If they look after it and do like regular updates, like, you know, like a big box did with Population One and this constant content uh, events uh, and get the community involved, then, you know, I think we've got something potentially really special on our hands here. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, I like, I, 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 I think so, yeah. But they, yeah. they sh and, and they probably are like focused on, on actual content because I feel like Big Box is so focused on skins nowadays mm. that I don't see a reason to return to the game for something actually, well, you know. That's, what's, that's what microtransactions bring in. I know, money. If I, I was Vertigo, uh, though, I, I, I would put my muscle 
into firstly that lefty thing secondly just get that that introduction that first like you know that first intro how do i party with people issue sorted like mm. talking i think i think just that idea right talking to the four people i teamed up with that's got to be that's got to be out within the month if it's not it's a problem for them and then focus on getting the content out you know but the core is so solid it's definitely a, it's absolutely yeah. a buy for me as a left for dead fan i'm grateful they brought it i didn't think it was going to be possible and I'm so glad they kept the piles of bodies because that is just that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's uh, after the fall. Definitely go. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to more content coming in the future. Um, so let's move on now to something a bit interesting. I'm talking about hardware, uh, and this is the Arpara 5K. Uh, ah, so was that what you said was the the headset of the year? Mm, no. <laughs> If, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll probably see this this story already panned out. Um, but let me uh, let me run you through it. Also, if you've got any questions about this headset, because there is a few people interested in this headset that are a bit uh, sort of on the fence whether they should get this or not, feel free to drop your questions in there. I should cover oh. everything in this little segment, but I'll, I'll I'll answer your questions at the end if I've missed anything. Um, so let me sort of switch my camera over using the magic of the internet, so you can see uh, the headset here on my table. Uh, can you guys see that? Okay. That's it. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me uh, bring this over. It's, it looks like a lot of adult toys. Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, Mike. Uh, is this the right camera? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is, this is the right camera. Hello, hello, hello. Not what he showed us before. I'm um, sure Mike's a watch would agree. You know. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> you guys always have nice to bring this podcast through the mud, nice don't you? you know, I'm trying to do something yeah. professional here. You just bring it right back down again. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah sure. Um, so yeah, if you're a VR enthusiast and you're on Twitter or Facebook, you've probably seen ads for this headset. This is the uh, Arpara headset. They've been pumping loads of money into adverts recently, specifically on those platforms. And that's where I actually saw this for the first time as well. Uh, and prior to that, I'd never heard of Arpara as a company before. Um, so quite honestly, I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. Um, but shortly after I saw these ads, um, they actually reached out to me and said, you know, we've got this product. Uh, we've got, well, we've got two products in the works. We've got this uh, tethered PC VR headset, which is the one that I'm holding in my hands now. And they've also got like a white uh, all-in-one standalone uh, headset that is coming out soon. And I think their plan is to release both of these headsets as Kickstarter campaigns. Sorry um, to interrupt you, Mike. That tiny headset tethers. That's a tethered one. That's the tethered one, yeah. Jesus, Okay. It's yep. tiny. It is tiny. Uh, let it's me just tiny. grab the Quest 2 uh, so I can do a side-by-side. -side. Hold on. It looks like a phone. Like, like It looks like a 90s yeah. phone that you'd have in a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> exactly how it looks like. It. Because I, I've, got yeah. I've got small hands, so um, maybe the scale isn't oh. doing it justice. But you can see here how, how tiny it is in comparison to the Quest 2. Like it's, uh, it looks it's like really a facial tiny. interface, honestly. Yeah. It looks like it goes on top of it. And this thing, it only weighs 200 grams. So um, the Quest yeah. 2 is is 500 grams. So uh, this kind of weighs a uh, similar weight to the Vive, uh, the HTC Vive Flow. So very, very light, yeah. very small. Um, so, so the first thing that happened, uh, I'll sort of guide you through the story, uh, was that they sent me a box and it had a white headset on the front of it. And inside was actually this black headset. So it was kind of a bit misleading. So that was kind of like the first red flag for me. It was like, what the heck's going on with this product? Uh, the second uh, thing is that it didn't ship uh, with any uh, tracking solution uh, other than a separate one, uh, which is from Nolo. And if, if you're familiar oh, with Nolo, no. 
Uh, we've talked about this uh, three, mm-hmm. four years ago as a tracking yep. solution for the Oculus Go before oh. the Quest launch. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, it wasn't good and, back and, then, was it? No. And this was a way that you could add six degrees of freedom tracking to the to the Go uh, before, like I say, the Quest was a thing. Um, and, it, and literally nothing has changed. And it kind of shipped with this tracking solution. So that was the second red flag for me. And I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. Um Aside from that, they also ship me an Elite Strap, which I'll get into a little bit shortly, and uh, this this long cable. So the cable is actually like a, a Belkin cable. It's not their own proprietary cable. They, they ship it with this Belkin cable, uh, which is actually designed for the Huawei uh, glasses headset, which I think is an AR headset or sort of maybe a hybrid. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. Uh, but they ship it with this like a uh, long cable. It's basically DisplayPort, two USBs, uh, A's that you plug into your computer, and then a, a USB-C on the end, which you plug into the actual headset itself. I'll try and get a bit of a closer up is- of it. Yeah, it, that looks proper chunky. That looks like oh, oh yeah, it's a proper chunky. And, and to be honest, like it clip it it slots in at the front here. Uh, oh my so god! And in a downward facing position, does that just pull out? <laughs> well, yeah, that was exactly the problem I had. Holy so because um, the reason when you first said Mike about the headset being so small and light, the thing yeah. is, if you have it tethered, it's going to pull a headset around. And yeah, this looks even worse than I was imagining because it, it it's literally vertically downwards. Yeah. Is anything holding that in? No. Well, no. That's the problem because like, it, it should really be a right angle here, so you can run the cable to the back of the head strap. Yes. But uh, yes. it, they they sent it out like this, and the problem was mm. initially this cable, like Zim rightly said, would just keep falling out. So I was like, they shipped me a broken cable, and I kind of updated my Twitter <laughs> to say that. And then I reached out to them and said that you know I can't get the headset working. Um, the cable doesn't work or it's broken and they actually sent me a video of, of how to trim this down <laughs> so they were like you need to shave your cable bro and i was like oh of course how how, how stupid of me uh, I, I didn't even consider the fact that i had to shave my cable before i used it with this headset yeah. so as you can see i've kind of like cut away the plastic uh, at the base of this USB-C connector and now it kind of fits in the headset more snugly uh, snugly with a click so it doesn't it doesn't sort of wobble out uh, as much as it did although still okay. not in an, an ideal solution it does uh, look like it, we, we had a, just for the we audio listeners from the chat. I just uh, wanted sure. to say that it does look like uh, Ruby the dog had a bit of a chew, had a bit of a gnaw on the end of that cable. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, we had a, like, go on, go on, go on, Ray. What's the yeah, question? Yeah, we had a, we had a question from the chat. Uh, we had Norman Robinson asking, "Will the Apara Arpara will the Arpara standalone version also come in black?" Uh, I think the Arpara standalone version comes in white, and you can tell it obviously because it's got the the, the cameras on each corner of the the headset, just like oh. the Quest mm-hmm. Two does. That's the way you can kind of differentiate the products. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why they they sent this uh, in a white with a white headset box. on the box and mm-hmm. send a black yeah. one. Maybe there's going to be a white tethered headset, but yeah, I really don't know to be honest. The, you don't know if there's going to be a, a standalone black version. I don't think there's going to be a standalone black one. I think I think the standalone is okay. definitely white. Um, so where this in, where this does get interesting, there are there are some interesting things about this headset. So after after I resolved the cable situation, I shaved it down. I was actually able to get it to work. Uh, it connects to the PC using DisplayPort, two USBs, uh, and then you chuck the the Nolo uh, device, which kind of like slots into a USB port on the top there. Uh, so that kind of mm. pops in like that. You you turn the Nolo base station on. You pair the controllers. You download the Arpara software. And then you can use it with Steam VR, right? Right. So straight off the bat, the Nolo the Nolo tracking thing is absolute garbage. Like so it's, it's, it's sixed off. It's no go. But it's garbage sixed off. 
absolutely absolute garbage. Like these these controllers are the same controllers they were shipping three four years ago. Um, they've got a trackpad on them, which is useless. Um, they the 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 tracking of these is is just terrible. And and the Sorry, problem like is the ones you're showing are those those are new you received this year, or these are the old ones. These are the new ones. Paired? Yeah, these okay. are the new ones. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They're the same. They're yeah, they're, they're exactly the same. <laughs> Um, and even even as someone like me that's well experienced in setting up VR headsets, you know, multiple different headsets I've set up over the years, uh, this took me forever to get it right. It's just a nightmare. It's horrible for a first-time user. I, I think any first-time user would have just given up. Uh, they would no way have persevered. It's only because I was genuinely intrigued that I persevered and, you know, eventually got it working uh, and played a bit of Beat Saber. Um, that was about it. That was all I really could play with these trackpads, to be can, honest. Can I ask you a quick question? The node sure. at the end. So these look like move controllers that have been yeah. fused with an, the original Go remote that had the little pad. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, at the end, aside from being like a little device out of Star Wars or something that you'd hit with a lightsaber, are those? Is that optical tracking? Are those cameras? Uh, they're not cameras, but they're little um, IR no. IR uh, lights, Receivers. I believe. Yeah, and then they're, okay. they're tracked by the base station. Um, that, that uses oh, okay. it. And okay. it has to be it has to be in view. I take it. Has to be in view, and obviously you only get one of these. So you know, like right. normally with like base station tracking, you have two or three to give you good positional um, oh, no. positioning. But oh, no. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like you know, like it, it sounds like you know the the if you ask your mom for Christmas to get like an Oculus Quest and yeah. she like brings this home, that's kind of like yeah, <laughs> what happens, it right? Happen, yeah, it's yeah, rough. It it's happen. rough. Um, so yeah, I got up and running. Got played some Beat Saber. Uh, played some Half Life Alex as well. Um, and so there's a few things I do like about this. Like, I, I want to be clear, there are a couple of good things. Um, it uses micro OLED displays. So there's tiny, tiny little micro OLED displays behind these lenses. Um, and the thing with micro OLED, you know, if you follow, like, sadly, it's Bradley. You know, he's been talking about micro OLED forever, um, mm -hmm. about, like, valve prototypes and stuff like that. And he's he's right to be excited about it because, um, you know, the contrast on these displays is is really great. You know, black levels are are black. There's there's no gray, there's no mud there, it's pure black and it looks great. So that's good. Uh, resolution wise, that's where things get a bit problematic because the problem is um, the resolution on this, it, it's kind of kind of got two, two modes. You've kind of got a 2D mode and a 3D mode. So the buttons here on the side switch it between 2D mode and 3D mode. So this is actually designed to be used as like a media viewer paired, like connected to a, like a, an Android phone with a USB-C connection. Mm. Um, and you can also, with a, a different cable, um, use it to connect to a games console with HDMI and just use it as a, as a, as a screen, essentially. Okay. Um, that's an interesting... Okay, so, so that's actually quite interesting to me because you could connect it to, for example, a Switch or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. HDMI Although, connection, you said. Yeah, although that yeah. you know I, I haven't tried that cable. This is just purely what they say. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like two D resolutions, you've got nineteen twenty by ten eighty standard. Uh, it goes up to twenty five sixty by fourteen forty, and can switch between sixty hertz and one hundred and twenty hertz. So they're the they're the two D modes. Is that uh, real sixty one hundred and twenty? Or do you know does it do any interpolation between frames and stuff to achieve that? I have no idea, okay. but I because I, I didn't get to test that. That's the problem. That's fine. Um, yeah, I only yeah, tested yeah. the the 3D mode, which is the VR mode. Uh, with the VR mode, and th uh, you've got a few different resolution options, um, but they're linked directly to frame rate. So um, you know you can go 2560 by 2560 resolution per eye, which is great, but 
you're only able to push that at 30 hertz uh, with the current cable solution that they're using. They say that, that they'll be able to unlock that in the future, but again, I'm super skeptical. With the cable that they provided, you can only get 2560 by 2560 at 30 hertz, which is useless. 30 hertz? Yeah, useless. Um, you can, <laughs> if you want to... Brody's face is melting right now. It's amazing. If you want to increase the, uh, the frame rate, you can go 1920 by 1920 per eye at 60 hertz. Um... <laughs> That was uh, the only other. That was the only mode that actually worked with this headset. For comparison, that's that's substantively less even than Oculus Go, right? Yeah, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Well, nineteen twenty resolution. That's yeah. So, so that's yeah, a good at, third at, less. At that, at that point, at nineteen twenty by nineteen twenty, you know, yeah, it's it looks it looks it looks good um, because of the the lenses. The lenses are pancake lenses, so they don't have any like Fresnel edges or anything like that. So mm -hmm. they're completely mm -hmm. clear. You don't see any mm -hmm. glare. Yeah. That combo with a micro OLED, really nice. Also, around these lenses, you've got diopter adjustment. So you, if you've got like, uh, if you wear corrective glasses, you can dial in your prescription and you don't have to wear glasses with this VR headset, which is also super nice. We saw that obviously on the Vive Flow. Um, and That's I really individual like lens by lens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I can get it close enough, you might be able to see the numbers on the side I there. And you basically just like, you basically twist it like this and that adjusts the diopter. So I think it's up to like negative five is the maximum. Um, but how, how's the how's the wear like for your face for your face shape good, for your European face Te shape? Terrible, basically. terrible, terrible, yeah, terrible. Because the thing is, like like this this headset reminds me a bit of the DP VR headset, where the headsets are designed for let's say uh, Asian faces, and usually they're a little smaller. We have like really uh, flat White faces. faces. Yeah. Well, wow. the weird the weird thing is that <laughs> that so this foam is just hideous. That is all oh, the foam. foam. It didn't even look like foam. It looked like it, it, uh... it's horrible. You oh, basically sorry. that just jams into your forehead, oh, yeah. um, and it's yeah. really uncomfortable. Like you couldn't wear this for longer than twenty minutes, I don't think, um, with the current solution. Obviously, you could modify this with a VR cover or whatever, but then, yeah, I don't know why you would. Um, well, lens is very small. Um, they yeah, yeah, I was looking at that as well. They, they look like very small. Yeah, yeah, tiny. But they're different. They're different. Uh, kind of lenses. So. Yeah, I'm curious you, about I, I sweet spots still. If it's flat, it should be a yeah. wider sweet spot, right? But it's not too bad. It's not too bad. The problem, the main problem I had with this is that light leaked into the sides here. Mm. Um, and the problem is, although it's got uh, IPD adjustment <coughs> and diopter adjustment, there's no UI to show you what you're adjusting. So it's all a bit guess yeah, work, yeah, yeah. which isn't ideal, especially for new users. Mm. Um, so yeah, just to, just to sort of reiterate, resolution is kind of nice. Obviously, you're restricted with 60 frames per second, so it's not ideal. But the the contrast with the micro OLED and the pancake lenses and the diopters, that's a really nice combo. Everything else is trash, but that's a nice combo. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would say generally, like the whole thing feels super cheap. Like it feels like a toy, like it flexes, it creaks, it makes horrible noise. Um, and I think they're charging 600 bucks for the headset. Oh, from wow. what I understand, yeah. and headset alone. I don't know if that they're including the Steam VR um, tracking, solution. tracking solution. Well, so, um, so wait, wait, wait. What's what's the what's the head setup strap. like out of the box? Oh, okay. Is it a strap or is it? Yeah, a, yeah. Is so it... Ba basically, it comes with a material strap. Although they didn't ship that to me, uh, they just shipped me this like elite strap, and this basically just fits onto the uh, the little uh, plastic bits here, just like the Quest. Uh, so it's almost it, like a direct it wiggles. Off. It wiggles insane, uh, insanely much. Oh Look yeah, at yeah, the sides. It's, 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 very, it's very. Uh... It's it's hideous. It's not very comfortable at all. You, like I said, you couldn't wear this headset for longer than twenty minutes. Yeah, you definitely uh, need a head strap. 
What's the back of the head strap like? I, I assume you can't. Oh, it's just like the elites. Oh my god, it's a complete ripoff. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, so it's got 95 degrees uh, field of view. Uh, if you're wondering about the field of view, so similar sort of offerings to what the Quest Two has. Um, just a quick question, Mike, because I'm aware mm. we don't have the name up there. Yeah. So it's the Apara. Is that the name of the company, or is that the name of the headset, or is it both? Both. This oh. is the this is the Apara 5K headset, 5K. Uh, but that's the company name as well. But what's okay. the history of this company? Like, did I have they no idea. Ever, uh, launch have no... a headset before? I, I also like I've been to China never twice. Yeah, I've never like it. Just reminds me of DPVR for some yep. reason. It looks very similar to what DPVR has been making. Yeah, they have also been doing the Nolo stuff and the. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea. I have no idea the company's history. I couldn't find out anything myself. But it's interesting. It's almost like this was a, as you said, a media viewer before. Yeah. And they're now trying to sell it to gamers as some kind of gaming headset. Well, it's not. They're the, trying the, to use Nolo to kind of yeah. get away with it. That's kind of my like, feel. Yeah. In my opinion, no VR headset should ship with Nolo tracking. No, 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 no. Beyond no. 2019, that, yeah, that's, no, no. that's a fact. This oh, that's, is just that's pure uh, garbage. Stretch, yeah. Uh, but there is going to be a Steam VR module for this, where you can. Uh, it has like a cover with the the Steam VR tracking on it, and then basically you can pair it with some base stations and some controllers. But even with that solution, yeah. um, you know, in its current form, you just can't yeah, recommend I... it. Um, with with the issues with the cable, uh, they say that the yeah. frame rate is going to be increased, but yeah, I don't you know, with the, with the switching and everything else, it's just it doesn't feel <laughs> good, and I, I, it, it I, concerns me because the VR community are so desperate to find an alternative to like Meta yeah. and what Meta yeah. are offering right now that they're almost willing to throw their money at a company like this, and I think it's super dangerous. Um, I wouldn't recommend anyone back the Kickstarter campaign, and I would say that to really be careful and just wait until more people get hands-on with the standalone. Apparently, the standalone is still coming to me, um, so I'll keep you updated as to what I f how I feel about that. But I think the biggest yeah. problem they're going to have is software, because without the game library, um, you're going to struggle. And also, you've got to remember this is a Chinese company, so if you have any issues with this headset, what are you going to do? Ch send it back to China? You know, it's, uh, it's problematic. Yeah, the other thing is, like, the, I think the one if, thing you're, I... if you're going to go for... Roddy, go on. No, I just wanted to say, um, I do like the small form factor of it. And I'm kind of curious. I mean, if you don't want to, Mike, you don't have to. But I'm kind of curious how it looks like on your face. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll switch back to my other camera so uh, yeah, we can sure. sort of round things up a little bit. Yeah, um, and I, I was going to say, um, just, just in terms of this in terms of this device, I mean, thinking about the economics, right? So you can get two quests, uh, two Quest 2s for the same price as this headset. And you might yeah. even have to spend a little bit more for strappage. And then, and then, I think I still think that like the HP Reverb G2, for example, the revised one, would be a decent entry point for somebody who's trying to avoid Meta. Yeah, so that, we that have a, my we have a Chinese listener in the chat who says that this used to be a headset that was focusing on watching media content. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, they, they've kind of adapted that makes, it to VR. Yeah, um, so yeah, I can put that. it on. I have to take my headphones off. Um, okay, yeah, on. sure. You can say all and the nasty things you like about Mike now. So Finally. the trick oh. to wearing this is that you really need to tilt the back strap oh. all the way back. <laughs> and that's kind of how you wear it. But mm. at the moment, I can see light leaking into both the sides. Mm -hmm. So I can see the light reflecting on the lenses. And yeah. also, I've got this like massive pressure on my forehead of this bit of foam, which is uh, honestly you know, really it's cool. Yeah, I, cool. I do have to say, like, it looks good, <laughs> and I do think that with the the two hundred grams, right? That's the that's the weight of the headset, two hundred grams. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if you. I mean, they still need to do some weight distribution. I yeah. think, yeah, like in terms of like bringing some more weight to the back, but uh, I, I don't. 
think you still need the, the head strap on the top still. If you mm. have so much reduced waist, it's half half the weight of the quest, right? Half the weight, yeah, yeah. I, w I would That's say that, you know, impressive. like, I, I can't give any specific details, but I, I am aware of, like, other people uh, in the VR space that are more reputable than this company that are doing very similar stuff in terms of mm -hmm. form factor, in terms of micro OLED, and in terms of, like, lenses. And I would <laughs> I would rather just say to everyone, look, just, just hold on and wait until they are ready to announce whatever they're doing and, and, and skip this entirely. That would be at my this, advice. At this stage, I have to say Chad is amazing. One person said, looks like a, the headset was bought in a dollar store. Um, I think that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. The second yeah. one was, looks like Cambria. And actually, it does look a little bit does, like Cambria in terms similar, of yeah. the, the kind of profile design. But yeah. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. The, it's obviously not a headset for me, but who, who would but it looks cool. Who would benefit but, from this? But it, it's it's the, the, the reason why you see this pop up and the reason why you see it come from the Chinese market is because they can't use the Quest. So they're looking for something similar that they can use and they can also sell to us. But I, I think that <laughs> so far, if you look at the standalone market, I, I, I just I have a very bad feeling about this. I'm sorry, but I don't think this is going to be it. No, um, no, no. This but, is, but, this uh, is for definitely... Example, yeah. If you're if you're interested in what's going on in the standalone market, then you should look at Pico because Pico is the one that yeah. they invest a lot of money into. They got bought recently by ByteDance. That's where you're gonna see a big push. So you yeah. can choose between the Meta Quest and and this this Pico uh, thing that they're gonna make for consumers. Yeah, I think that's what we're gonna see. Yeah. happening maybe and, next year or the year after and, and that's um, the thing like I, i've tried the pico neo 3 and i think it's a fantastic device um and i think you know if if you can only get that like you say you know in china that's the one you get you know it, it is on par with you know it was not quite on par in terms of software but in terms of the hardware capability and they are really trying on the software side um and they're getting devs on board and helping them port their games over to the pico i think that's the best bet for the chinese market yeah. if i was giving this uh, advice to a chinese audience i would say forget about this arpara bullcrap go with pico yeah, that, that's but, the, the the reputable company the, and that's the one you should be banking on but the problem is every time a new headset comes out and it looks kind of funky or it has a uh, you know a little bit of a kickstarter here and there as you said I, I feel like in the vr community people are very quick to believe that this is a real thing or that it's trustable or whatever uh, it's also popular to hype things well, up because I've, I've seen some videos of this yeah. and people are, are raving about it. So yeah. actually what you're saying sounds complete BS yeah. compared to what I have heard on other videos. People are like, this is amazing. This is fantastic. Well, it, it's, it, that, that's partly why I wanted to do this because I feel like people yeah. should know, um, you know, because the thing is you could hype something like this up quite easily. Look how small it is. Look how light it is. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah, micro OLED. Cool. It's got pancake uh -huh. lenses, so you get no glare, no god rays, no screen door effect. You know, it's got, on paper, it sounds amazing. It's only when you put this thing on your friggin' face <laughs> that you realize how bad it is. Um, and that's, that is the problem. And really, you know, the people yeah. that did hype it up or, or weren't really giving detailed first impressions of how bad this was straight away, they, 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 they should have a, uh, you know, a more responsible outlook on their audience. Because people okay, spending okay, money. I'll delete my video. Jesus. People Christ. spending money on this is, is just bad. Um, but but like I said, I, I'm keeping op an open mind about yeah, yeah, like the standalone. I will it try welcome. it, and I'll obviously uh, update you all as to what I think. Uh, the standalone is going to come with an XR2 chipset, so same chipset as the as the Quest 2. Um, but yeah, it's just too problematic, and especially for new users, I would just say this is just like a, a, a no go headset. Yeah. It gets me excited seeing the visual of it on your face for one reason only. And it is that 
when Apple land their headset, it's going to look sick. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are there are plenty of reputable companies doing this. It's just not here yet. They were the first to market. And I think the other thing is like with Decca just recently, um, obviously we had a lot of controversy around Decca that, you know, you guys talked about on the show when I wasn't here. Um, obviously they've, they've, they've tried to pull that back a little bit saying, you know, Decca is still happening. Although, you know, there's generally no, there's generally smoke when there's fire. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Decca, but at least Apara have made a product and they've got it into people's hands. That's something, you know, I suppose, yeah. uh, Decca never achieved that with the headset. At least they made a great move you know, thing, the hip tracker, but haven't done it with the headsets yet. But it, it, this is bad VR. That, that's how I'll sort of summarize this. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, continue. I would prefer, I, and I'm going to say that, I would prefer a small bite into product development that works well, like the deck yeah. move, than yeah. a big bite that fails. Yeah, I, don't I, like, I don't like over-promise, over <laughs> under-deliver. I, I don't like that as a consumer. I think the other thing is like when I, because I, I, I gave them all this feedback that I've told you, you know, I said, this is why it's bad. And they were like surprised. And it's like, have you guys ever even tried like good consumer VR before? And that's what concerns me. It's almost like they don't have access to good consumer VR to even give it uh, a good wow. comparison, you know? Yeah. So. No, but it's, it's the same, you know, when I, uh, when I went to DP VR's office and they invited me over and they let me try the headset and also use Nolo, I said like, this, this makes consumers sick. This tracking is, is going completely ape nuts. I said like, this is not good. You need to like, put it on now. Tell me what you, they're like, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So I, I yeah, I don't know, but I, I really hope that, um, they learn from this. I also hope that they're not going to send this standalone too quick because then they destroy their entire reputation because I'm not sure if they understand, but sending you a headset this way, you could have made a video and you could have said like, listen, oh, so first of all, you take it out of the box. That looks like a Quest box, by the way, for some reason. That's also another story on itself. But, and then you have to shave yeah, your cable to uh, start using it. You know, like that. So the the fact that you're doing it this way is is kind of fair and I'm happy you're doing it this way because otherwise... Mike made a video would have been done by now you know there's well, no the, reason the, the to the, the positive yeah. thing is uh, the positive thing is if you get the standalone version you don't need to shave the cable <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's true <laughs> no <cable> shaving. <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it just it just feels very very 2019 having to do, well, unless, do all that stuff Rowdy you forgot one thing you also need to charge a headset so you might yeah. have to still shave <laughs> it still have to shave. quick question <laughs> yeah. on the Apara before sure. we move on um, okay where do you buy it? If you are interested in it, like, is it a website? Is it through modern retailers? So they, they have a website where they're listing the details, but I believe they're going to be selling these via a Kickstarter campaign. And mm -hmm. again, that is problematic, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a red flag for me, big, big time. Thank you. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh, so yeah, that is the uh, Para. Uh, if you have any questions after the show as well, like, uh, you know, you're watching this after the fact uh, and you want to ask any questions, I'll try and pop back and check on the video regularly so I can answer any questions. But I do feel like there should be more transparency around this headset for sure. Um, okay. So now let's talk about Meta uh, because uh, <laughs> they, they, they announced, well, they're opening <laughs> up. Horizon this week, um, you know, they originally unveiled it back in 2019, where it was all there, you know, Oculus Connect when it was called Oculus Connect and <laughs> yep. the good old days where we could go to physical events together, you know, the good old times. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so they, they announced it obviously then. Uh, they've they finally opened it up to the public uh, to explore. Uh, it's out of beta now. However, uh, you're only going to be able to experience this if you're over 18 
and you live in the US or Canada. Wait, so, uh, what? So Rowdy's all right. Uh, but the rest yep. of us, we're, we're still... Wait, wait, over 18? Well, that's going to be a problem because like 90% of the Quest audience is under 18. <laughs> I well, thought you were suggesting I was under 18. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're also wow. part of that, that, that group, but... Uh, <laughs> I totally agree with your, your statement there because it was one of the things that stood out to me. Well, not, it's not 90%, though, but it, there is a big group of Quest users who are very young. Yes, I would, I would agree with that. And the thing is as well, like the way this Horizon looks with the worlds, the avatars, very bright, vibrant does look like it's more marketed towards a younger audience it doesn't yeah. it doesn't come across oh, to you, me you, as oh, like oh so? this is a kind of like an adult experience oh, i don't know i never really th looked at it that way but maybe yeah kind it, of it's more rec room than vr chat i would say well a new yeah. trailer for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. um so that's 100%. why I, you know when, when you said about the 18 thing that was something that definitely struck in my mind because how are they going to police this how are they going to check people's age well, that's why they're dodging, more, they're dodging I mean, regulations there that's what they're yeah. doing they're saying i don't want i don't want to build the infrastructure i don't want to expand global infrastructure to deal with this they already talked about how they would be taking snippets escalating yeah. it up to a team reviewing it in that team and then dealing with it i guarantee you they've done the price tag for that and they've gone this is expensive let's yeah. pilot it before yeah. we then may globalize it because the global side is very expensive why because of language because of having to understand language to be able to police it. It's, it's easy when you put this proposal on the table that's in English. When you put it in 55 different international languages, it becomes a nightmare. I know, I've, I've supported that kind of stuff before. So, um, yeah, good luck. But I think I think the issue is, especially with like Meta's name change and their whole Metaverse presentation, to release something like this, which looks like a first stab at a good Metaverse, it's not a great look internationally because let, let's be honest like the whole tech industry latched onto this whole metaverse thing right and i think yeah. that anyone that's in the vr space is almost like kind of sick of like mainstream <laughs> media covering the metaverse at this point yeah. but it's like they're all laser focused on what's happening and i think releasing this in its current state only in the us with only 18 everyone's going to kind of kind of go well your goals were like here in your presentation what you're delivering is like this and i, well, I appreciate it's early days but it just it doesn't look great, I don't think, personally, from someone well, me, outside looking in. <laughs> let, let me tell you something else. Like, they launched a new trailer. It looks kind of cool, but they're not showing anything that the community has built so far. There Nothing. Is... And there have been people in, in this place for two, three years who have been building some cool stuff, but they're not showing it. Mm. Why are you not showing what your community is making? Are you not proud of it? Or... Is it maybe looking too clumsy hold, to be hold that kinda, thought, Nathan, you know? Because in October they did release a number of uh, Horizon yeah, yeah. worlds that were made. But you yeah, mean yeah. you mean an updated version of that, or well, they, they, maybe you they, hadn't seen this. Well, yes, it was finally opening up. But instead of showing a trailer of actually what's going on in this place, yeah. this trailer is not telling you anything. If you show this to someone who doesn't know what the battle, they're like, "What is this?" It yeah. doesn't, you know, it has no identity. That's what well, I'm saying. They have been pumping money into the creators because they, uh, we talked about this on a previous yeah. show, but they, they mm -hmm. put 10 million uh, US dollars in a creator fund for people to build their own worlds and experiences within Horizon. And, you know, to be to be fair, none of us have actually been able to check this out, right? Am I am I right in saying that? Yeah, nope. Yeah, so, yes, so, tried. so, so we, we're only basing these these opinions <laughs> on what we've seen so far because we can't experience this ourselves. Uh, so it could be better, but we wouldn't actually some know. Secondary, some secondary exposure through other creators who've shared insights and, and toyed around and built things. 
Take um, BMF, for example, who's provided insight into how this has gone for him. And he, he tried um, kind of building things in this when I was starting building things in Rec Room because I was getting really interested in that back in the summer. And like, I think if they, it's a bad sign to me that they're putting a price tag on creation <laughs> because it means they have to incentivize someone to make something of value. And mm. That's that's a that's a bad that's a bad sign. You haven't yeah, but, you haven't you haven't seen that in in rec room. Yeah, but I, I think I think that's partly because of a of a troublesome uh, launch of this, not having any roadmap, having no one in control. It seems like of where this is going, where the guidance is on. Okay, this is this is our metaphors. This is where we wanna what we want to do with this. I, I like ask someone like what is Horizon Worlds right now and where does meta facebook wants to go no one knows an answer on this it's been like in the cloud for a few years now but no one knows what Several what they years. want to do with it mm. you know yeah, well there's definitely uh, no public pipeline right i haven't heard i haven't seen a thing a single yeah, slide and, and to redact the every, points every, as to where they're going every time i'm trying to get into this because i tried many times i actually got access like they promised me access at connect just like you guys it was like there is access under your chair i'm still looking under my chair there's still no access um, but uh, people keep on telling me you're not missing out on anything. <laughs> so the people who have been playing it, at least from from my perspective, are like, there's nothing really there that is super. Go play Rec Room. Go play VR exactly. Chat. Go play Neos. Uh, but don't go to Horizon Worlds. Mm. It, it seems it just seems weird. You know, like the the experiences that they kind of highlighted for people to go in and experience were uh, an, an experience called Arena Clash, which is a 3v3 uh, laser tag game. So think laser tag in like a rec room, very mm -hmm. similar looking. You've then got World Hop, which is a series of mini games that two to four players can play through against each other. And then they have like a kind of trophy award system at the end. So think like Mario Parties type vibe, you know, mini games, someone wins at the end. Um, but yeah, they don't really ha have much of substance in there. Do you know what I mean? And I think, of course, there's, there's community yeah. stuff, which we've talked about. People can hang out, play games, mm. meditate even. Um, but but with the restrictive nature of it just being locked to the US and just being over 18s, I, I just don't see the appeal of this right now. Certainly like from this, my perspective. There's a comment in chat. Don Grant said, I was in Horizon Worlds last night and didn't find anything to do. Yeah, it's it's just it's just weird. Obviously, this it's, might just be the very beginning, and they're going to evolve this and 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 develop mm -hmm. on it over time. Or is this just going to be another one of those those projects that we think, oh, this kind of has some potential, and then they just abandon it? Like, well, uh, the, rooms, the, pro for the problem is just the problem is just in general. Like, if you try to force creativity, then it often doesn't happen. Like, they can mm -hmm. throw as much money into this yep. as they want and provide the tools. But ultimately, this is something that needs to grow organically. And yeah, but like, I, I don't know if like people are like like inclined enough to like spend their time and effort into a system that is so controlled and so rigid. Um, nope. Not 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 that not that I don't think that Facebook can build something, but it's just like I don't know if a lot of people will be, you know, willing to like abide by that system. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people Good gravitate points. towards like VR chat because of like the full body tracking and, and custom avatars, openness, of, openness of it. People be able yeah. to build stuff in there, you know, and then you've got the younger audience, which are catered for by Rec Room that again, have all those tools, but are more aimed at a younger audience. And then you've got Neos, which is just like on another level, kind of like VR chat, but way more complicated and more involved, but can do a lot more interesting well, stuff. It's... 
I think like the the metaphors we're talking about here are not on rails, and and this this Horizon Worlds thing feels like on rails. It feels well very Facebook. It's very like okay, you can be in our metaphors, but we decide what gets built in that kind of like cubicle and mm. we control what gets set, what kind of opinions you have, things like that. I feel like when I'm in rec room, for example, I can speak freely and have an opinion on things with mm. friends. But I feel like when I see all these trailers from Horizon Worlds, I don't it just doesn't feel like it's for everyone. Mm. And it doesn't feel like, and the metaphors, like a metaphors should feel like a place that you can share with everyone. And so far, it's just too meta, you know, it's too Facebook. Mm. Uh, plus, yeah, it, it, it does, like, I'm, I'm partly frustrated because I want to try this out. I want to learn about this. So I can't just have an opinion, but also I have tried it, uh, but I just can't. And, and they keep on doing this thing where it's like America only or Canada mm. only. It's not Horizon Worlds. It's Horizon America. That's what it is. <laughs> no, it is. And yeah, and and fair. calling it Horizon Worlds. Where? Uh, why did you call it Worlds? Because I can't join you in this whole thing. And these trailers constantly show like, wow, you know, I can meet someone from Spain and I can meet someone from America and I can meet this Dutch person and this Belgian. But uh, that's not there. And mm. and it's been going on for this for years. And as I said, there is no vision. There is no, no one like is, is telling us what they want to do with it. So I think what you're saying, saying what happened to Facebook spaces, it's just gonna like, it might disappear again. We'll, we'll see mm -hmm. another project launch, but it's, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. Why, yeah. Why but, can't but we try it? This is a, this is a, I would have said that last year. I absolutely, I, actually, I, I would have said that. And I probably did say that the, the second I knew that Horizon Worlds was a thing, in a world with Rec Room and VR chat out there, I think it it doesn't belong. It's kind of like the awkward third wheel um, <laughs> or fourth or fifth wheel at this stage. But now with Meta banking so much on the metaverse and their vision of that, isn't this supposed to be one of their like main products? Or is their plan to create yet another platform to conflict with this project that was released a couple of years ago and has been, been worked on? I don't know. Or like at this stage, is VR this the fledgling and there's going to be a better thing that they're going to come out with now? Or that's not yeah. clear to me. I still see them eventually buying up the other platforms. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's, Please don't let's sell. Hope. Please well, don't I, sell to them. As you're our reporter on the Canadian side, Rowdy, maybe it's your duty to try it out this week <laughs> and then report back when we're back. Yeah, and then yeah, complain yeah, yeah. about it for an entire um, show. I was going to say, send our... Our bridge troll in to, to do what now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Although you I'll can you can try it if you want. I mean, if you have a VPN, please. you can get in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're going to ban you for that, but you can get in there. But I also think not allowing, and I get it, like 18 plus, just kind of have that legally there. But if you look at Rec Room and stuff, this, this is a place that might already be flooded by kids, or will be flooded by kids, and they can't ban them. They can't do that because yeah. that's their actual audience that they sell the quest to. They might not want to believe this, but youngsters want a quest. This Christmas, a lot of under 18 are going to flood their store again. I'd so spend, I don't know what I'd, they're I'd, doing I'd here. I spent an hour griping on that because I'll tell you, oh, yeah. you know, I said how busy I was this week. Uh, I had a lot of heartache also this week, hitting hard walls again because of <laughs> changes. Uh, things I just can't do with my family anymore that I used to be able to. And I think a lot of people are going to feel that pain come Christmas. Um, anyway, that's, that's yeah. coming. Still so, no yeah. word from them on that. 
if you are if you are in the US or Canada and you are over 18, obviously you can check this out for free now. It's available on Quest 2. Quest 1 users only have until the 13th of January uh, to play this uh, because after that they're going to no longer support the Quest 1 and you're going to be locked out. So uh yeah that's the situation and, and also no, no sign longer support on PC, the quest one does that mean no sign on pc no but 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 lacking support just means i'm not going to deal with it if you have problems it doesn't necessarily mean a closed gate i don't know okay. i don't know the answer to that but the, the right. thing is like a lot of quest one users are probably the ones that have been in the beta <laughs> building these worlds and there's like oh okay 13th of january uh it's not supported anymore you have to buy the yeah. quest too yeah, it's kind of like a, a messy launch. I, I don't really know what to uh, to think about it. Really, kind of a bit underwhelming, to be honest. You know, but I do you know want to try is, it just to have an opinion for sure. You know, you know what it is. We're basing this just on what we've seen, not what we've experienced. So true. But we're not we're not completely wrong though. We might be a little bit over the top on this, but we have seen stuff. It's not like because we can't go in there, we can't <laughs> see what's going stuff. on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but what I like one interesting thing, and I don't know if they're gonna do this with. Uh, Horizon Worlds is that are they going to support other platforms? Are they going to support the Index? Are they going to support the Pico? Are they going to support... Because the thing was, and you can look this up and it's not gone. If you look mm -hmm. up Facebook Spaces, there is a trailer where you can see people also in their own metaphors and you see Vive users and Rift users playing together and they even trade controller so with facebook spaces there was definitely this this goal of okay we want to have a shared metaphors and it doesn't matter what headset you have you can just join in but with this it's very exclusive to quest 2 you know it's quest 2 all the way and there is no way you can get in there with so i don't know but it's meta now so they have a total different view on vr so yeah i don't know yeah i don't know yeah uh just for clarification it's the 13th of january uh Guy Godin is in the chat. He says they're likely just going to disable a quest one. Uh, always happy to have you around, Guy. He's also Appreci pretty close. You know, he he, yeah. he, he knows it. So. Appreciate all the recent work, by the way, as well. Um, okay, sure. so that's uh, that's uh, Meta's Horizon. Uh, final bit of news this week comes from Luke Ross. Uh, you may recognize the name as he's the guy responsible for the real VR mods for GTA V, Red Dead Redemption 2, and the Mafia Definitive Edition. Um, well, he's back at it, and he's currently working on a new VR mod for CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, in a statement to uh, PC Gamer, Luke said that his uh, Patreon community uh, had the honor of kind of like uh, requesting which game he VR modifies next. And apparently Cyberpunk 2077 was at the top of their list. So uh, yeah, he's been working on that ever since and is likely going to get the mod, the VR mod treatment very soon. Um, one it's amazing if you have that skill set, no? That you can yeah. just like ask a community, like, oh, which game do you want? Yeah, what do you, and then what do you, you just play? like... You know, like, oh, I'm just going to start doing that. Like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough ask, man. That yeah. launched with not just problems at a software level, but performance. So that's a that's a, that's a high order, I think. Yeah. With and the patches that have come. It's not easy. And obviously he was the one that gave us insight into the, like the, the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition VR mode was just like a no-go. He was just like, it's like 0% done. Like it's not even half-baked, it's 0% done. Um, so he, he's, yeah, he knows his stuff. Um, but one thing about his previous mods is that uh, motion controller support weren't supported. So, you know, with, with GTA, with Red Dead 2, uh, and same with Mafia, you had to use a controller. So it's kind of limited VR, but I think the thing is, with these VR mods, especially with those particular games, and the same with Cyberpunk 2077, is that these worlds are so incredibly detailed that they're yeah. worth 
going in and exploring, at least just yeah. looking around in VR, because it's very different from playing it on a flat screen to actually being in that world and being able to get a feel for what it is actually like in there, especially with like Red Dead 2. You know, I was really awestruck by, you know, these vast vistas, long fields, you know, yeah. mountains, canyons, cowboy saloons that you could go into. It's not like you necessarily have to play it. It's just you drive around or you sit on your horse and you look around and you just feel like... Like just being on a little trip. Exactly. Because I, I don't feel like I want to play cyberpunk in VR. I mean, I already didn't want to play it on a pancake <laughs> monitor. But l driving around, just casually kind of just being a pedestrian and things like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. down. Yeah. I'm down. No, yeah. I totally agree. And I think despite the jank, especially with the early release of the game, I haven't tried it since then. Uh, you know, the early reports of the bugs and stuff. You know, ne uh, Night City, where the game is set, is, is is stunning, you know. And I think, like you said, Nathie, just to just to walk around it in VR and kind of just soak yeah. up the environment, I think that's where the magic is going to be with a mod like this. Um, yeah. Have you guys played Cyberpunk 2077 or did you all kind of like drop it no. after launch? No. So... I still want to play it very much, but I I wanted to give this this game like some time to like uh, get like uh, sorted out. Well, I mean, <laughs> like I think like with like nowadays like people expect like games like of, of like not only to be like extremely detailed and extremely broad and there's so much stuff that's going on and when you have that you just have more bucks just in general. Mm -hmm. um, so I. For me, it was like, I'm going to give this game like some time. I'm going to wait till it drops significantly in price. And I'll probably pick it up when I have the time. Since I didn't pick it up during the Steam sale. Because I was like, yeah. I don't have time now anyway. So I'm not going to play it. So I'll probably wait for the next one. And then uh, I'll probably pick it up. And maybe it has a, a VR mod then. I don't think I'll fully play it in VR. Just because I think it's too intensive. Um, but I'll, I'll probably play it and probably have some tries with it in VR. Yeah. If, it's, if it's worth if, it. If you're, if you're patient... I think it's a fantastic strategy, especially for VR mm -hmm. conversions, uh, mm -hmm. to just wait it out. Get, wait till someone mods the game that was in flat, now to VR. There's some incredible stories there. Mm -hmm. um, you and, get it for and, a great price, you get a better mm -hmm. overall experience, you get greatly immersed, and you get AAA content. It's yeah. like the only disadvantage is if you're really, you know, uh, <laughs> anti-spoiler, you might run across something on the web that you know, does in some bit of the story. But yeah. that's yeah. a small price to pay, honestly, but for the I, overall Since experience. we're on the topic of Cyberpunk uh, 2077, like, the most recent, like, ratings on Steam have all been very, very positive, causing mm. the game to fully flip to the other side that users are actually now very, very yeah. pleased with the game that's been delivered. And that's what I mean with, like, with these kind of, like, games that are so, so big, like Red Dead Redemption and GTA. And, like, you have, uh, I mean, The Witcher, you know, is known for its its bucks, like, everywhere with, like, horses yeah, standing on roofs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that kind of stuff happens. So, like, but this was on a different level, though. This, this, I, was, no, this I game agree. was so I agree. bad that they had pulled it off the PlayStation that's Store. True. Exactly. Because people were buying something broken. But I, I know what you mean. And, and it's to, it, it totally depends on, on also on trust. Do you trust them redeeming themselves? Some people are done with this company now because they, you know, pr people pre-ordered this and they were like, feck it, I'm not coming back to this. But it was one of the mm. biggest hype games we've yeah, known yeah, of recently, you know. Uh, yeah, and the people in the black suits are like, you know, developers, we're going to launch it now. If yeah. it's ready or not, yeah. we don't care. We launch it. This is it. No, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's more like a... Like a like a problem in general in this kind of industry, yeah. I think. Than I mean, a, yeah, it's it, it's a like very ambitious project, and I, I always applaud developers for taking on a project like that because 
they could choose not to do that and just, mm. you know, make the next like kind of thing that they know yeah. that will be a success. But I think it's worthwhile sometimes to take a to take a bit of a risk in order to try and deliver something that hasn't been done before. So I do yeah. I do applaud them for that. And they have fixed it. I mean, because the game now is something that is really worth playing. So Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, it's good to hear that, that, that it's got better reviews now since it's launched. Because oh, yeah. I, I haven't yeah. looked back at it, to be honest. But I think something like this VR mod will be enough to yeah. push me back into it and at least just go and explore it for a little while in VR. But if you're interested in this VR mod, uh, obviously you can go and support Luke Ross. He's got a Patreon. Um, you know, obviously he, he puts a lot of work and effort into this. So go and support him there. You might get it a bit earlier, potentially. I know he released the uh, Red Dead redemption 2 mod just for mm. patreon supporters i don't know if he's going to be doing that with this one but he's hoping if uh if it all goes well that he's going to be releasing this in january uh next year so not too long to wait um but yeah we'll keep you all uh, updated with uh, the progress on this wow. one so uh yeah thanks to luke ross for continuing his hard work uh, you know i think porting these big vr titles especially on the pc side is really propping up vr on pc because yeah. as, as we know a lot of devs have transitioned over to quest so we're not getting the, the releases on the pc side so this uh modding community very very welcome so thank you again luke ross for all your hard work mm. Definitely. Um, okay, so before we hand it over to Zim, I want to thank uh, our second sponsor of today's show and that is uh from our friends over at resolution games with blast on uh, so if you've not heard of Blast On, uh, it's a 1v1 bullet hell shooter where you must use an array of weaponry to take down your opponent, always kind of dodging incoming fire like Neo from the Matrix because the kind of bullets have these kind of slow traje trajectory to them, so you've got time to, to evade them, which is kind of like the whole point of this game. It is. Uh, so Resolution, they've just released uh, their latest update to the game called Arctic Blast, which adds uh, more content to the game, including new characters and weapons. Uh, players can now create their own custom tournaments. And this is what I think is really interesting. You've got a brand new way to play the game. So instead of using the game's VR arenas, you can now activate the Quest 2's pass-through mode, which then brings your own world into the game. So uh, it's kind of like a mixed reality experience using your own environment. So mm. the player will be shown um, in your environment, and wow. you, you play it the same way, but without the VR arena, you've got that's, your own cool. home there, which is, I think is, yeah, awesome. They, Dude, they imagine this in the future with RGB see-through. That's oh, full yeah. color. Yeah. Dude. It'll Bro. be sick. It'll really yeah, be sick. It was very sick. Yeah, yeah very so they, sick. they're using the uh, the Quest 2's new pass-through API feature, uh, which is uh, developers can now start implementing into games. So this is one of the first ones we've seen. So it's kind of like a, a VR, AR, mixed reality experience, which I think is really cool. I, I'm kind of like, I wasn't that hot on this game, but I'm now I'm super intrigued just to try out this pass-through mode. I just want to see what it looks like. Um, but yeah, we've added links to uh, Blast On uh, for Quest and Steam in the description down below. So if you like blasting, you've got a friend that you want to play with 1v1, go and check this one out. It's going to be a blast. going to be a blast. Um, <laughs> the kind of randomizer with, uh, with, with Arctic Blast, where you're given each player uh, the same equipment, but you don't know what you're getting, is actually the kind of the same thing that I, when I was playing this game, that's exactly what we would do. You would just, you'd like agree a weapon and you'd both go for that weapon. You're like, well, okay, we're only use the shotgun. We're only going to use the, just, just to kind of make it fair, right? Yeah. Uh, in case someone's like really good in with one weapon. Plus, the, I think this was the first game on Quest 2 that I, I got my, my kids both into. And it was super, super fun seeing kids jump around, like blasting each other with these slow, slow ball weapons. It's yeah. just, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's great fun hearing those like 
the the glee screams of joy. Yeah, Resolution makes some fantastic games. Like you know, they made Demio, oh, they made uh, what was it, the Squirrel one, Akron. Akron. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't. I have to be honest. I haven't actually tried Blaston yet. I should actually just jump in and try oh, it. You really oh, should. Yeah. The Sandwich games, uh, cooking or was it? Cookout. Cookout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resolution makes uh, great games. So yeah, thank you to it's them. It's perfect. You, you guys should play each other, Nathan and, and Mike. Yeah, we, we should. Uh, we should. We and should. Then, and, then, and then report back. <laughs> we should. We should actually. Yeah, we it's should. actually way more competitive than it looks on the outside. The yeah. outside, you're like, that's going to be kind of low paced or whatever. You'll, you'll get you sweating. Yeah. Get Thanks sweating. to Resolution Games for sponsoring yeah. the show. We really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much. Mm. Looking for your latest update uh, for Demio, by the way. Uh, we've got a little yes, hint of that yes, coming yes, soon. Yes, what yes, is it yes, called, Zim? Yes. The the latest update. Roots of Evil. Yeah. I think that's coming uh, in the next week Roots. as well. So. Yeah, I'll cover it. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, in, in that case, nice segue. Let's hand it over to Zim for uh, for for top picks. Super. I've actually got yeah. So I've got um, a series. A little bit different today, but I've got um, a couple of things that have come out recently. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just uh, a couple of DLC mentions because we've got a lot of stuff coming at us and some of it's quite quality. And then I'll go on to some game show announcements just to catch up in case you haven't uh, spent the time. I watched actually both the Upload VR and Game Awards showcase. The Game Awards one finishing around about 4 a.m. my time. I was wow. absolutely killed. Uh, and it was all for about, I don't know, felt like two and a half minutes worth of VR content and all of that. Wow. Oh, you were you were like waiting four hours to like uh, see some actual VR things. Uh, <laughs> I might have gotten a little hot tip from somebody to say. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I stuck around just to see uh, what was what was coming, and I was I was pleased enough. So anyway, I'll, I'll walk you through all that stuff. So let's get started. Firstly, a game that um, I didn't mention before, but um, absolutely <laughs> I want to, uh, is uh, if you're like a Beat Saber fan, uh, any of the Beat Rhythm games, actually, I think it's worth uh, knowing that there are now, uh, there, there have been several uh, drumming games, but now there's one uh, landed on Quest, which is Smash Drums, and that's out for £15. Came out on the 2nd of December. Um, I wanted to mention this one because it's got like, it's got a, a two to eight player multiplayer mode. We don't get that in a lot of games. And again, as we're approaching the holiday season, if you're looking for some co-op or versus drumming action, this game's pretty nifty. It's got 30 rock tracks. It's got a 360 mode. Uh, it's quite fun actually trying to keep track of the drums that are coming at you. Um, one aspect of the game that I, I don't like, but they tout uh, is one of their strengths is the fact that the intensity of your swing matters. So in other words, you're tapping away on the drums, and every so often you've got a drum that's on fire and you're meant to give it a proper smash. That, for me, has never felt right. But everything else about the game, it's really slick. And if you like your uh, rhythm games and you're looking for, you know, a different flavor of music, then there you go. You've got this indie game that's grown up now and yet another kind of quest game uh, in the rhythm space. Cool. Have any of you guys played uh, Smash Drums or any other drum game for I that matter? I have not, but I did see that FarmD22 said that Smashums also has has a demo in App Lab. It does. Yes. I've, I've played yes. the demo. Yeah, I haven't played the, the full game. The demo and the full game are, are kind of on par with each other, I'd say. It's kind of a similar tech. Uh, I'm sure the dev would give me a shoeing for saying that. <laughs> so did, did you drum with the NOLO uh, controllers then? or uh, <laughs> No, that was on Quest 2. Oh, oh, okay, God, okay. I don't think I could there. play with the Nolo. I, 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 would, I would smash the Nolo. That's what the game would be. It wouldn't be smash drums, it'd be smash Nolo. <laughs> smash okay. Nolo. Um, next one, a question for you guys. Have have you played 4VR bowling? 4VR bowling? It is. Uh, I know you guys are going to take me my word now. If you've played Walkabout and enjoy Walkabout as much as I know you do, if 
on that same kind of level of customizable assets, balls and things like that. It's really, really good. Not for content creation purposes, but for hanging out with a friend or whatever and bowling. If you don't mind bowling games, if you liked Wii Bowling back in the day, this game is really polished. And it brings in, for example, you know, you can be listening to Michael Jackson while you're in this lovely arena. It's all very beautifully done. Environments where there's like you're you're in Atlantis and there's fish swimming and stuff like this. The reason I'm telling you about that game is because another 4VR game is coming. Uh, and this is a hand-tracking experimental game, uh, which is called 4VR Darts. Uh, so this is where they're actually going to take hand-tracking, put you in a pub setting, and you've got dart-throwing competitions. So this is like their next title. I actually wonder now what's their whole run of games going to be. Wait, but, wait, wait. This reminds me so much of like Sports Bar VR. What was the name mm, of it again? Sports like an Bar VR where was... You could oh, play darts, you could play bowling. You could pretty much play everything, but then in one game. Instead it was originally of like a, a pool. Uh, it was a pool experience that then ended yeah. up going into more yeah, yeah, mini yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. And they changed their name. Correct. Yeah, yeah, they wow. did. They did. It's been a while. Um, I'm trying to remember the original name yeah, of that. Anyone in chat old enough to be able to remember it? You get bonus points from old Zim. Something with bar, I think, but I don't know. Well, well, you were right with Sports Bar. That was their new title. New but the name. old title was something about pool. <laughs> I can't remember. Hmm. Pool Nation, I think, pool. or something. Yeah, something with pool. Nation. Yeah, pool Nation right. rings a bell. Pool Nation, Ooh. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was quite good, it. actually, back yeah. in the day. So, yeah, yeah, this is just another one that's coming, right? It's competitive, it's got from the same single depths? player. Same devs, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. As I said, I, I'm wondering if they're kind of like going to keep going down this line of game making, right? Like make one title, make another, and then are they going to stitch them together, right? That would be yeah, a question. I, I yeah, maybe they're going to bundle it and sell it as... But what I like about this this studio is that they use the avatars that are in the... Yeah. You know, because you don't see that that much, like the quest avatars, I mean. Very rarely and, do you see and, the platform-level avatars actually used it makes it more game. appealing, don't you agree? Like, you see the characters, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I could well, play with those. It's just that, you you know, you, you, you are your character. Again, just like the Nintendo Wii, right? You, you customize your character... And then you'd continue to be you, no yeah. matter what you played. Yeah. Um, and I do find that it, it's very odd that on the Octopus platform, meta platform now, um, meta platform, yeah, that seems to be a very broken truth. That has not been consistent <laughs> in the last four years at no. all. Like no. you even have multiple different, I'll call them meta avatars in different you do. pockets, yeah. right? And that's it's kind of a joke. So anyway, we've talked before at length about how that needs to be fixed. So these are two games. Smash Drums was out on the second for about fifteen pounds twenty dollars. Four VR darts is only eight pounds or ten dollars, but as I said, it, it brings in hand tracking. You can actually use hand tracking, screw the controllers, right? Play a game just with your hands. And actually, Sweet for anyone hands. who's you know played Unplugged, Cubism, any of these kind of hand tracking games, the nicest thing about it is that you can kind of just relax. You can sit on the couch and just do this kind of thing. You don't have to kind of get your controllers out. It's really just chill. And if you're on a plane, that kind of tracking is also really handy because you're not whacking into things, right, with your <laughs> physical controllers. So. Also, Those are two you are totally right, by the way. Uh, it was Paul Nation before it was Sports Bar VR. So well Paul done to Zim Nation. for his... Been, uh, been on this game way too long, Mike. His, <laughs> his, oh, wow, yeah. His VR That's knowledge Nation. is on point. That's, I remember. Wow. I, I, did a, I did an event for that, I remember. Uh, it was quite good. <laughs> All right, so next, what am I going to tell you about? So uh, there's a game that landed... I never knew about this, because uh, PSVR has been really, really slight in the last year. But in July, a game called Winds and Leaves landed... <laughs> And this has just come out as of the 8th of December. Now, 
This is a VR Flora Builder. Probably won't interest many of you, but I wanted to kind of put this out there because this is, again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good looking game and it's a bit different. So what you do in this, it's a vast open world and you're in this wasteland and you're capable of mastering this ancient art of growing vegetation. So you're gonna grow your own forest in here, okay? Um, so you read the signs, you try to awaken this landscape across a variety of, of climates. Um, and um, in the end, you're, you're basically sprouting a forest of your own. I don't know, it looked to me a bit like some of those more um, artsy, I'll call them artsy fartsy titles on PSVR that we've seen before, like, um, what was the Beasts one? Paper Beasts. Um, Paper Beasts, which I really enjoyed. I thought they were a nice kind of taste of something different. I would actually say that um, even like uh, Falcon Age uh, was was kind of of a similar veneer. Like it felt mm. like this um, yeah. uh, this thing. So Winds, Winds, Winds and Leaves is... Just a bit of a different taste. If you're looking for it, it was on PSVR. Now come to PC VR. So whether you're on Rift or Index or whatever, and you want something different, there you go. Wins and leaves. The mechanics, the mechanics, and the, and the physics as well look very satisfying. Yeah, that it kind of felt like a little Wind Waker or something like that to me. Just something. <laughs> there's something about those moving parts that yeah, I liked. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to yeah. show it. Um, I'm I'm kind of rattling through these quite quickly. The next one I'm going to hit you with is. We all love Joyway, don't we? Uh, and yet oh, another no, Joyway no, title. No, 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 no. <laughs> so oh, this is no. this is basically a I, I would call it a a darker feeling pistol whip clone. Uh, it's called Against. It's an FPS rhythm game. Okay, combat rhythm VR game. Uh, you're in a dark comic story. I have to say, I I appreciate the fact that they're able to come out with so many different visions. I would like to again remind Joyway. Please finish what you start, okay? Uh, it does dent us when we want to back something new. This looks cool, right? On the face of it, it looks kind of neat. You're able good. to parkour off of walls and stuff like that, and you're doing this to rhythm. Is it going to be too much? Who's to say until we get a, get a chance to try it? It actually has almost kind of like a Spider-Man vibe or something like yeah. that as you're, as you're going along. It looks mad. Mm. I like the, the look of it. Yeah. It's very, as I said, dark. It's against, and that's coming. Yeah, definitely like the look of this one, but yeah. We know their reputation. But exactly. <laughs> the reputation with Joyway. I think they've probably got like six VR titles in the last two years or something like that. It's, yeah. it's, a, bit, Outlier, it's a bit nuts. Outlier, Yeah. They're all this one single title with this kind of punchy. It's almost like they had a list of, of, of words that they wanted to just use for games and then they built the game uh, behind it. But yeah. it is what it is. So <laughs> hey, Maybe they all of them together make like a game. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. So uh, now I'm going to just tell you about a couple of DLC that are coming up. So this first one, really cool. Uh, Demio is a, is, is a, uh, just a, a great game. I love it. If you don't know about this, fucking know about it. It's a tabletop sim like D&D type of thing. And they've got a new level coming out. And this is what we call Roots of Evil. Okay, so Roots of Evil is coming. There's the uh, little guidebook, right? That, that, that they, they usually give this out. And this just shows you kind of little some of the cards yeah, you, that are coming. You can definitely you you would definitely uh, need to read that because otherwise you wouldn't survive. Well, we did a great job. If anyone, we uh, did a great job. We 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 took yeah, down the <laughs> the Rat King, which was the previous yeah. expansion, and we actually managed just scraped a survival at the we end. Of that. We sacrificed Rowdy. That's what we yeah. do. Yeah, that's multiple times in a row. Yeah, <laughs> Rat King, he was savage. Well, yeah, he was. Yeah. 
That guy, I, I actually don't want to go back to him again. He's really nasty. But this, this new expansion brings the Bard, which is a brand new class. So now someone doesn't have to be that horrible wizard class anymore. Oh, yeah, that's true. You can be yeah. the Bard. And, he, and you, you can't know, cheat anymore, apparently. He, he sings songs and stuff like that. What? You can't yeah, cheat anymore. Respawn. Yeah, the 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 the, the auto respawn. Um, I think they patched that out of the game anyway. We're so screwed. <laughs> we are so screwed. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll inevitably be able to play this either on or off stream, but we'll see. We'll we'll definitely hit that. You mentioned already blast on and and the content coming there with Arctic Blast, and then Walkabout has another paid DLC coming, uh, Shangri La, which is. Uh, it's just a lovely looking course again it's gonna be paid dlc they've got this kind of run of several dlc courses so as probably my top pick for the holidays if you're going to try to play with family and friends then uh walkabout is definitely up there it's uh yeah. it's a killer I love title walkabout. i love walkabout yeah so good. we should just we should jump in there and check out the the shangri-la stuff when we got chance uh, as a team absolutely yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, sounds sounds like, like if they if they combined after the fall and walkabout mini golf, I think we would never see Zim again. Walkabout with zombies. Yeah, yeah. I, I really technically shouldn't even be sitting here right now. I need to go get into another game. <laughs> the last yeah. thing I was going to say in terms of DLC, yeah. um, and again a fave of mine, and I know I went about this the last time, but Gorilla Tag brought in Snowfall, and I it's a small change, but in addition to some like cosmetic items and things that they added, which they do. Um, like you can get a free snowflake for your gorilla nose, stuff like that, which is nice for him to give. Um, the snow in the forest setting with the Christmas tree and the presents and the fact that I don't know if you've played it since, but when you go into the crystal caves and you touch the crystals, that sound that he's done for the touch the crystals is amazing. And it's the same sound on the ornaments in the forest. So, um, yeah, uh, no promises here, but um, I, I I really like Gorilla Tag, and I think if you want to get in the festive spirit, I went in there with with uh, one of my kids, and oh, it's just it feels just really nice, you know. Every so often, like we used to get it in Team Fortress, you know. Every so often, yeah. they'd have a, like for example, in in October, the Halloween feel. You go in, and as a gamer, it's really nice to be in a place that feels like the holiday. So that's my recommendation for your, for, for that one. And then I, I'm gonna take you over to the uh, game announcements. So we've got a couple mm. of game announcements. From Jeff. Um, I think the first one, which definitely surprised me, was a drop from Fast Travel, Fast mm. Travel Games, and mm. this is Cities VR. So some of you might have, have seen uh, another uh, game called Little Cities. This is not the same thing. This is actually the formal VR conversion for Cities Skylines. Yeah. So City Skylines is a very addictive game, lovely looking. Uh, it's got these lovely like sweeping roads and all this kind of stuff. And I was surprised uh, while we were, you know, going through the upload VR showcase to to hear this news. And it be, it, it sets up a direct competitor uh, to 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 Little Cities, which is more of a like a little Zen build a city type game. So of the two right now, my interest definitely swings towards Cities VR because Cities Skylines is a fantastic game, and bringing that to to VR, I do, you know, it at this stage at this stage. Um, Fast Travel are, are a you know multi-year studio. They've they've given us several titles. They've learned their lessons. Yep. So I have faith. Uh, not to say that I I, I don't in, in the team who's yeah. building Little Cities, but it, you know I of the two games, that's the one that to me, along with the IP, I think they've yeah. got the corner. If they, think, if they if they perform as right, then that that game looks like it's really going to. I think sale. the deal with Little Cities is that it's an indie dev, but it's being published by End Dreams. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it feels that way. It feels feels smaller. It feels yeah. uh, it feels indie. So it's unfortunate. For probably, them. 
Yeah. It's unfortunate for them, but it's not always a bad thing when there's you know competition like yeah. that. We'll just see Ho which way it goes. Hopefully they've got something unique that can make them stand out. That's what they need to do. They need yeah. to pivot. Um, so that's those. Then, of course, and I know Michael, be, he's probably squealing with joy already, haven't seen this, but Polyarch are bringing back uh, their little quill yes. in uh, the Eye of Sauron. No, I'm just, just joking. It's uh, book two for Moss. I can't so For those wait. who haven't played Moss, third person yeah. game where you control a little mouse with a sword. Real cutesy she is. Uh, and this game is touted to be about one and a half to two times as long as the yeah. original Moss. Look at her. She's so adorable, a little quill. The most adorable VR character of all time. Followed yeah, closely definitely. by Astro. Followed well, you're closely. also adorable, Mike. You're Aww. also adorable VR character. <laughs> but it does yeah, getting into it that Christmas promising. spirit here. Yeah. yeah. And this is going to be coming. The interesting thing, I think, about this uh, is the news that it's landing on PSVR first. So mm. if you are mm. a solo PC VR player, you're going to be looking through that frosty glass out the window like as this lands. <laughs> he knows yeah I, hey by then i could have a psvr again we'll see remember i was just holding it off for my canada move so we'll hope mm. hopefully that's in january now and uh we'll be able to get over there and buy some new equipment again yeah. get my psvr back into my catalog that's Although, fine. i, 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 I would say it now time. is pretty worth waiting if you sold it then now is worth waiting for psvr too i think um, yeah, so I, I'm not going to buy a PS4, but uh, I might buy the equipment anyway, because then you can always just do a rental Oh, or you should definitely that's buy not... a PS5 for sure, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Because yeah. I'm a little bit nervous about waiting much longer now, because you, when you want it, then you won't be able to get it, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> look look at Mike drops. telling you how to spend your money. Like... <laughs> buy a PS5. Go, 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 yeah, go, go, exactly. That or food. One of the two. I know one of these things is <laughs> important. Needs food. I'm not really... Who needs yeah. food, yeah. Uh, and then the final, the one that, so my, um, you know, staying up till 4 a.m. Uh, was was the uh, surprise announcement recently. For those of you who love Deception Games, Among Us is officially getting VR. And it's getting it from a combination of devs, but including Shell Games. I mean, Shell Games being behind this, mm. the people behind, I, you know, uh, it's just absolutely. So yeah. if you liked I Expect You to Die, this is uh, absolutely who I want to be making the Among Us title. I mean, it, totally. without a question, without a question. So that, totally. that excites me more than anything else about this announcement. Um, there are some, if you go to their uh, website and their new Twitter account and stuff, you can get some more details about how the game looks and feels. Honestly, it looks like they're making it maybe a couple of leagues beyond what we've already had in like VR chat and stuff. And yeah, maybe the, the, the pot has simmered down, but I think that's a formula that's really going to, have testing time, you know, mm. just like Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. I think Quest audience is going to gobble that up. Totally, I agree. It is a bit late, though. It is uh, late. Maybe, 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 yeah. Yeah, maybe it can still work. I think I they missed. Know. You're right. They missed the hype train, but I think it's it's going to stand up on its own because it's only just releasing as well on, on consoles and PC again yeah. now or something. Yeah. Uh, is it consoles plus, that are releasing on now? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's one of those games that that you can just play forever, right? Exactly, and I think like we said earlier, you know, when you play a game like this with friends, you're yeah. gonna have like a blast. Like you're gonna have so much yeah. fun playing this. And, and like yeah. and the I thing saw... is, for me, like when, when when we played it in VR chat, <laughs> the great thing about playing it in VR chat was <laughs> that we could choose our own avatars. And I'll never forget 
Rowdy yeah. was Grogu, yeah. like Baby Yoda, and he, <laughs> yeah. he was he was the one that was like the uh, the, 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 the the one that murdered everyone, the traitor. A traitor. And the 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 hilarious thing was was that he was his avatar was so small that he couldn't actually physically murder any of the other characters. And then <laughs> yeah. when we did eventually yeah. find out it was him ejecting him out the airlock and seeing Baby Yoda being ejected into space was just a moment I'll never forget. <laughs> it's brilliant. You guys still it's murdered funny. everyone else, though. Like, yeah, it was the thing ever. Oh, yeah, it went down to, like, three players at that stage. But yeah. one of the questions that people were asking about this was, um, uh, is it going to be cross-platform play? And I suspect the answer is going to be no, because I'm just trying to think, like, how would you take a 2D, uh, literally, like, a flat, flat game and then oh. have a VR representation? I, I really doubt that that oh, is but going I, to I be thought they, I think what they mean here is... is Crossplay in the sense of if there are other platforms coming like Quest or PC VR and stuff like that, it will be. But that's yeah. hard to say right now. That's yeah. I, but that's that's something that I would expect as a consumer. Um, has Shell Games done a multiplayer cross-platform? Don't think so. They um, have done Water Bears. <laughs> that's definitely not multiplayer. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, I know. Yeah. I know. So I think we're kind I of out on, them on that. And the last little bit of news. Yeah. Uh, I should not say this, but um, I, I'll tell you why I'm saying this. So Beat Saber, right? Got a Lady Gaga pack. Yeah. You know, feckin' belong on the F Reality Podcast. Get out, feckin' Gaga lady. But Gaga this is lady. why I'm mentioning it. And this is my little thing for today. And then I'm done talking. Wow, I never knew Zim hated Lady Gaga so much. I don't yeah, hate her. I just it's she's just a great artist. What are you talking about? Stuff. Uh, it's just she's not. Know. She's not like we. No, not at all. Okay, uh, discussion for some well, other time. Discussion for another time. She cut him but deep. The price of the pack is fifteen pounds. Okay, like that's the price of an album, and you can listen to that anywhere. Gaga's you know, gonna uh, eat Zim. You know. Gaga needs to eat. Yeah, Gaga that's needs true. to eat. No. <laughs> and her dogs do. You know. Or just think, it's the slope of like. Beat Saber is a bit of a behemoth. These packs already chew lots of money. And I think if the pack prices start to stabilize at 15 quid a pack, like that's just that's just nuts. Um I don't yeah, know. but what they what they do now, and it, it's very obvious, is they they target like the defense of this artist. So they know they're gonna pay for that. Mm. But I don't know if the like the average Beat Saber player is gonna put so much money down every time for this. Uh, I know we'll end up paying for it. Fucking rifle, buying. <laughs> <laughs> She's bought every pack, I think, except for me. Gigo Dan saying inflation is real. Ten dollars becomes fifteen dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's on sale for the moment. I shouldn't be saying this because then more people are going to go buy it. But, you know, anyway, it's there. Um, you missed a bunch of others like Lincoln Park <laughs> Someone in the chat says, Sim, don't be a drag, just be a queen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very well fitting. And that's the end of the releases. Quick recap. Smash drums, 4VR, uh, darts, wind and leaves against... <laughs> And then a bunch of releases, Demio, Blaston, Walkabout, Gorilla Tag, all kinds of stuff coming your way. So look forward to um, 2022, everybody, and you yeah. know, happy yeah. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to wrap up the show. We've gone on a little bit longer than we normally do, but um, you know we had a lot to talk about this week. If you have any burning questions for us, now's the time. Uh, we can say goodbye and sort of wrap it up a little bit. But yeah, chuck your questions in the chat now. Uh, I just want to say thank you again for everyone that's watching. And if you're listening to the show, the audio version, thank you very much for all your support. We really appreciate it. Also, thanks again to our sponsors, Resolution Games with Blaston and SciTech Games with Winlands 2. Uh, reminder of the showtimes, it's live streamed every other Saturday on YouTube. 
YouTube and on Twitch. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK, 10am Pacific time. You can also check out the audio version available on iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify. Hit the like button if you're watching this live and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss our future shows. Uh, we're going to be back. We're not quite sure actually yet. Potentially, yeah, the 1st of January, I think, is going to be the show that we come back with. So we're not going to be here over Christmas. So, uh, yeah, we wish you now a happy Christmas and a, yeah. a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. We're gonna, we've got a few weeks yes. off uh, so we can... And then we come back and we can tell everybody what we thought, like, you know, Game of the Year. we gotta, we got to definitely... Oh, that's going to be spicy. Yeah, right. That's going to be spicy oh, one. Next episode. Yeah, yeah I can't, I I can't we wait. Eating. I also, can't wait, because there are really contenders in the spot. And okay. they're... <laughs> and they're and they're not sniper elite, and they're not goddamn hitman. Three. Yeah, I don't know where the VR awards got their best <laughs> game of the years from in VR. You but yeah. oh, sorry, I wouldn't even say that. But the game of the year um, was Resident <laughs> Evil Four, Resident which 4 I VR. wholeheartedly believe was a paid for win. But anyway, well, we can Oculus debate was, that. Uh, on Oculus was, was one of the sponsors of the show. Uh, it, it, in fairness, um, it would have got my vote. It would have got my vote. Yeah, that's true, but um, not mine. Yeah. But anyway, so um, we, one thing that we should definitely quickly cover, and Zim can look this up, yeah. it's questday.facebook.com, and it's this countdown that they have going on right now, and someone also in the chat pointed this out. I don't know what this is, I haven't looked at it yet, but it's this mysterious quest day, they have a quest day now, there's a quest day, and it's going to be every year. Not it's resolving from quest day. You have Christmas day. and quest day. No. I, I, I yeah, saw me, uh, it. I think it's some sort of like viral marketing campaign that they're trying to get traction, but I think it's only available in the US. I think they're giving away. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, it's in the US? Wait, what? It's in the yeah, US yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, again. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, yeah, again. I think, I think they're just going to give away accessories and stuff to the community. I think that's yeah. what it is. Some sort of cryptic yeah. clue. You are a sus. I agree. Yeah. We also uh, there was we a had a question during the uh, during the show actually from uh, Shurzat Can City. Is there another Steam VR controller solution besides Index with perfect functioning analog sticks? No, is the yeah. answer. There is the so ET either. controller, <laughs> which is you know an alternative, ET. but again, it uses um, gestures. Uh, I think it is out, and I think it just uses okay. some sort of trackpad and finger gesture based. Input. It's not. Yeah. yeah, the best thumbsticks in VR. E E T E. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. E T in the sense of E T home phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the best thumbsticks the other, in VR are the Quest controllers for sure. The other question that Bug asked, and I think this is a good one mm -hmm. for us to, to then wind the show on this. What titles are you looking forward to in 2022? Moss Creed VR. Moss two for sure. Assassin's Creed Moss. Nathan, you got one. Expecting that it comes out in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe the the one from Alchemy Labs. Uh, the the high school one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of like a job simulator type. I wanted game. to say Vertigo too, but at this point, I feel like it's going to come out in five years from now. Yeah. yeah Vertigo 2 could be longer. It's been um, the cell VR, and we also have that one still coming somewhere. And Project 4 somewhere in the pipeline, right? Uh, Project um, for 4, all the geez. Nerf, yeah. the, Nerf, the Nerf VR game. The Nerf VR game looks yeah. interesting. The Nerf GTA. VR game, yeah. GTA. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I suppose VR. <laughs> for me, I, I would just give a kind of anonymous answer here, but um, I always That's like I always like indie projects. That's what I, I just watch App Lab and I want to see um, I want to see what's coming there because I mean, this year brought us things like Squingle, Gorilla Tag, mm. Demio. I, I don't know if you call that indie at this stage, but like 
there's just some games that came out this year that I did not expect, didn't know they were coming. So for devs mm. working hard on their projects with stuff behind closed doors, surprise me next year, and yeah. you'll uh, you'll make a spot here. So the chat troll- trolling us as well. They said, uh, "Have a nice Christmas verse." <laughs> Marshall <laughs> oh, says, days. "Have a nice meta mess." <laughs> Metamass. Uh yeah, so like that, that that's that's all from us today. Also we've got Metamass. Ravioli in the chat who says he's new here. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Ravioli. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, mate. We'll see you on a future episode. <laughs> happy, happy, uh, happy Metamus to only the yeah. people from America and Canada. Yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas there to you, you all. Happy Thanks. New Year to you all. We'll see you in the new year. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy yourselves. Hug your families and take care for now. Bye-bye.